Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters and Century Hardware, your locally owned source for hunting, fishing, and shooting gear in interior Alaska. They sell proven gear that will tackle whatever Alaskan tasks you need it to, and Frontier always stays current with gear for the season. Whether you're baiting bears in the spring, fishing, camping, or dip netting in the summer, you're looking for game bags and moose camp gear in the fall, uh, if you need to stock up on trapping lures or just get everything you need to go ice fishing, they've got you covered. They always carry a wide variety of Alaskan-proven clothing and boots, camping gear, meat processing supplies, guns, ammo, reloading and shooting supplies, as well as camping gear and backpacking food. Downstairs in Century Hardware, you'll find a full hardware store naturally, and um, you'll also find your snow machine, ATV, marine accessories down there. They go out of their way to stock plenty, plenty of quality, useful equipment. And whether you're gearing up for a hunting or fishing trip, working on a never-ending home improvement project, or anything in between, it's usually a one-stop shop. Frontier Outfitters is located on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, and they have a second location in North Pole, so make sure you stop in next time you need to gear up. This episode of Tundra Talk is also brought to you by Hedgecock Group Realtor Rick Lindsay, a guy that can take care of just about any of your real estate needs in the Fairbanks area. Now, the Hedgecock Group has been in Fairbanks North Pole real estate market since the early 80s, and their service is tailored to meet the diverse needs of home buyers in interior Alaska. Now, Rick has lived in Fairbanks for a long time and understands a lot of the less obvious ins and outs of buying and selling property around here. You know, things like water holding tanks and permafrost and all that jazz. Fairbanks is a really unique place to live, and having a realtor that knows what to look for in a quality place can make all the difference. Rick's a Marine Corps veteran and will work hard to get you exactly what you need. And if you're looking to buy or sell real estate in the Fairbanks or North Pole area, reach out to Rick at 907-378-6780. And go check out his Instagram at R-L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-113 at rlindsey113. He's really a passionate outdoorsman. He's just like us. He's one of us. And he loves to share his adventures on there. And he's got a pretty a pretty nice cranker of a ram that I'm jealous of. So go check him out. I know there's lots of you out there that dream of moving to Alaska, but it's a big step and can be kind of intimidating. Landing a solid job before you move can make things run a lot smoother, but you might not be sure of the job market or even really where to look. Now, if you're an experienced ASC certified or GM factory trained technician, I've got good news for you. Chevrolet GMC of Fairbanks is looking to hire qualified service department techs, and they've got enough work to keep you pretty much as busy as you want to be. Fairbanks Chevy has a very busy shop, but they allow for flexible scheduling. They offer top market pay rates with paid overtime, a great benefits package with 401k retirement plan with contribution matching, and you know, for a service tech, you can really make a good solid living. They, they can offer relocation assistance to help get you up here, paid training to get you spun up, and they have a well-lit and well-maintained facility, and these are all things that I mean, help contribute to a great work atmosphere. On top of all that, they make it a priority to allow you to take your vacation time during hunting season, something that is really tough in the, in the service and construction industries here in Fairbanks and can sometimes be a deal breaker for folks like us. Good help and hard workers are always welcome in Fairbanks, and if this is the opportunity you've been waiting for, apply at FairbanksChevy.com or call their service manager, Rick Lindsay, directly at 907-215-6444. <laughs> 
That's how you do it. Uh, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Freel, wearing still the first pair of pants of the day. I have not shit them yet. <laughs> but sitting here with uh, Dr. Frank Schultz and uh, and Frank's buddy from way back. We just met Mr. Dave Murray. I don't know why. When, like sidebar, I don't know what. Murray makes me want to think, but it's Munson, though, that's his kingpin. Because I think, you oh. got Munson, <laughs> Uh, like Bill, Bill Murray. Oh, Bill, Murray. Bill Murray's in there. And he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. That's his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Bill. <laughs> anyway, we are getting ready to go moose hunting. Thank goodness. Tomorrow morning. It's been, mm-hmm. which means I got to get this podcast like dealt with. Second breakfast. Second breakfast. Mm-hmm. So Dave is like, we'll get into it. Like, hope you know, learn a little bit more. Very motivated hunter from the northe northeastern United States of the little forty eight, <laughs> and uh, um, I got distracted because I got to say the little forty eight. <laughs> so this there's a, a I Temple uh, always calls it the lesser forty eight. Lesser forty eight. Well, it was something that um, well, there's a. a podcast i think out of anchorage crude that's not like hunting stuff necessarily but in alaska based i saw something they posted about a bunch of people were on like getting mad that people called it the the lower 48 and so they made Why? like t-shirts to say the little 48 oh with, because instead of because yeah. if you're gonna get mad about the, yeah. the lower 48 then yeah. we'll call it the little 48 yeah. anyway that's neither here nor there but Dave's a very motivated hunter Walks deer into the ground. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. And uh, he's going to come tag along with us moose hunting, and it's going to be nothing like that. <laughs> and it will be absolute. I keep. I'm trying to warn him. Like this is like bring cigars, <laughs> gentlemen's hunt. <laughs> Some people are itchy though. Like you're not a sitter. Not a sitter. No. no. And that's how shit goes. No doubt about it. Like it's understandable. I get it um you can walk circles if you need to really got it you got to do it we'll like set up a hot lap for, like, where you can be like okay i gotta move i might have to might take you up on that yeah like why don't you walk back to the cabin and fetch us some beer yeah <laughs> you, i mean you'd be hard pressed like where we hunt i mean we're in the middle of a swamp so if you were like okay i'm gonna go for a walk it would suck. It's either it's you'd be either, wanting to walk in hip boots. It's either because swamp it's like or yeah. if you're out of the swamp, you're stepping over like waist high deadfalls from old fires old and fires shit and, and stuff. just yeah. dead trees. Yeah. yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, well, I mean it's good moose habitat, right? Yeah. But uh, so yeah, we just I had to say that because we're <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, it's going to be it'll be, be a good great. good time. So I've known Dave since we were as far like as long as I can remember. Yeah, you were were coming in my parents' store. I mean, we went right. to freaking graded school together and high school together and everything. That's so right. So what do you do for what What do you do for a living? I'm a logger. I've been a logger since I was 18 years old. Right so, on. Yeah. Um, what the are you logging for? Is it for pulpwood? Is it for firewood? Is it for millwood? Like what kind of, I guess, you know, because there's a lot of loggers out there that do it for different, there's different reasons for cutting trees down. 
A little bit of everything. Um, I try to, you know, create wildlife habitat mostly and have sustainable forestry um, for the, you know, for future growth and for animals to live and things like that. Um, Do firewood, logs, pulp, a little bit of everything. Um, So is it real like selective cut usually or? It depends on the stand. Yeah. Um, you know, patch cuts, small groups, group cuts are the best for yeah. wildlife, in my opinion. You know, you do a patch here and a patch there. Sometimes they're an acre. Sometimes they're a quarter of an acre. Sometimes they're 10. Hmm. Um, you know, if you leave a patch of fir trees, you know, if you try to selectively cut a patch of fir trees and wet ground, the rest that you leave are going to blow down. So, oh. so. You know, you try to leave, you cut a patch and leave a patch and the patch that you leave ultimately will seed in the patch that you cut and uh, create new growth, which is good for wildlife and, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's all, yeah, you're creating different stages of growth that exactly. seems to be good for stuff. Exactly. Even up yeah. here, I mean, it's fire does it for us up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Thankfully, we don't have that. I was. Yeah. yeah. Is it just like just wet enough that you don't typically have bad f- much for forest fires? We have a lot of rain and, you know, I mean, hardwoods, I don't think, you know, have forest fires as much as vast areas of, you know, softwood growth. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah. But uh, I was thinking about that the other day, actually, you know, like of how, like how the country changes over time and just how spots you know, sometimes, you know, you might have like a really spot moose hot. I can't talk. Can't speak. <laughs> um, really hot moose hunting spot for, uh, you know, for a number of years. And then it's well, grows up it beyond feed grows up, exactly. you know, and then like all of a sudden yeah. they're just, they're, the moose aren't there. And, mm-hmm. you know, you may like think something happened or, you know, as, as superstitious as a lot of us like hunters can be, it's always like something, there, there's got to be some cause, but I was just thinking about that the other day, you know, like how, yeah. like even the spot we're at now, it's like how many years, like, yeah, is it going to be no good anymore. pretty good till it's, it's right. out of its prime and then, you know, maybe burns again, you know, because yeah. eventually like if you go, whatever that Alaska fire info map, you can look at old like records can, of all, burns and it's like, cool. man, so much of the stuff, like. You know, it just you can overlay, so you can look at the active wildfires that are happening right now, Mm -hmm. and then you can go in and overlay history fires, and it's unfucking believable. It's just like fire over fire over fire over fire, and it's like sometimes all it takes is like ten years or five years or twenty years, but you can see how many times these areas have burned and. It's wild. You showed me that. Yeah. And I was like, holy smokes, this is like game changer on like seeing. And you can see if you open up the map to the whole state, you're like, wow, these areas are prone to burning. And this area is not burned ever or it's only burned once or whatever. And it's like you can really get a handle on how much stuff is burning. So all the fires in Canada, did you guys have smoke in Vermont this summer? A lot of smoke. Really? Yeah, a lot of rain and a lot of heat. How... How far, like the closest fires that were in Canada were how far away from were northern I, Vermont? I really don't know, no. to be honest. Huh. But close enough to you were getting smoke yeah. if the wind was right. The whole east coast, I think, you know, the northeast area. Had smoke. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy summer. It was something year. I saw some, 
I was on the the YouTubes flipping and like the news shit comes up and they're interviewing people in New York and they're bitching about the smoke and this fucking person walks up, they got a mask on, they pull the mask down around their chin and suck it on a fucking cigarette <laughs> and then bitching to the news people about the fucking smoke. I was like, this is the best video I think I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you just need to cut a hole in that and stick the cigarette right through the mask, and that way you don't have to deal with the mask up and down thing when you token on your cigarette. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, there's some, some kooks people out there. don't even know how to get it out of their own fucking way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. So Logan, yeah, so he's yeah, he's one of these guys that works hard. Every well, day. It suits Every my day. way of life. Yeah. yeah. That's why, I mean, I love the job, but that's what's kept me doing it. It's yeah. my passion for hunting. You know, I can, you know, in the fall, generally we get a lot of rain and creates too wet conditions to work in the woods with heavy equipment. Mm-hmm. So I generally will work 14 hours a day all winter long and all summer long. And that way I'm able to take at least eight weeks off and hunt yeah you know steadily non-stop every day i'd hunt every day of my life but unfortunately we have to pay <laughs> right pay, pay to live so yeah what's but, your uh, preference on chainsaws uh i run husqvarna's now yeah yeah i i used to run dalmars and actually a mutual friend of ours um got really badly hurt with a chainsaw a, a dalmar um they don't have an inertia break hmm. like a like a husqvarna or a steel does and yeah. it, it cut him really bad and ever since that day the dalmars have been in the corner of my shed and i've never touched another one so is that when you switched it up after he got, toe got cut yeah it is huh no shit yeah. so explain how that inertial break works well um Basically, the chain break. Yep. Um, if you don't have an inertia break, your hand has to physically touch the chain break to stop okay. the chain. To push the chain break forward to yes. lock it up. With an inertia break, it can just, you know, have a hard jolt, and your hand doesn't even actually touch the chain break, and gotcha. it will stop the chain. Where so it's t- with the with using the chain break by hitting you. Typically, when a chainsaw kicks back, it's going to hit your hand before Usually. it can hit, get you Usually. is the idea behind it. Yeah. But there's obviously certain situations yeah. where it, that doesn't happen. Right. And you end up fucked up. Yeah. Well, your hand can get twisted on the, on the you know, the bar, the or handle. Or you're holding on the side of the bar, too. Right. Yeah, cutting at a weird angle cuts or something. or whatever. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so that's why I stopped. But that's what I run now. Have for years. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that that, I had no idea I about that at all. I didn't know all. those either. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, which is why I asked, but that's cool. I that's just assumed that all chainsaws had the, like, the brake, the bar there, and an inertia brake. Nope. I had no clue that some of them don't. No shit. Yeah. Huh. And all this time with Joe, I just thought the thing kicked back and got him. It I didn't did. Reali- I, well, yeah, but I didn't realize that he that could have been specific saw. Yeah, he could have been, you know, hurt oh. less badly or not yeah. at all or just... Yeah. The chain couldn't have been spinning. I mean, possibly. Right. Who knows? Yeah. But I just, it's dangerous enough as it is without taking all the precautions you can. Yeah. I mean, so. 
Well, you just went through, like, when we were pulling into the house, you were going through a laundry list of, like, broken ankle oh, yeah. and this and that. And, like, also, <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. lucky I was young from all them. I yeah. Bounce back. For, that's for damn sure. <clears throat> that's why I've kept my son away from it his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the other night I was, I had a, had a, well, my kids will climb into bed with us a lot of times and they, like, wiggle under me and i was having a dream that i was my back my, my lower back hurt so bad that i was like crying and i woke up and realized i was crying my lower back did hurt that bad <laughs> yeah i was like after yeah i'm definitely i don't know it ha- it's happened to me sheep hunting before after a sheep hunt where like just my lower back's just not i need to go to a chiropractor yeah my lower my right leg will get kind of tingly sometimes yeah. it's happened to me once before but i'd be freaking like i'd be like I know we'll take a chainsaw with us in case we have to cut more firewood or whatever, but I'm like, I think I'd be embarrassed to, like, fire up a chainsaw <laughs> yeah, and run too. in front of you. I'd be like, oh, my God, he's judging me bad. He's yeah. like, you're an idiot. Don't do that. Stop it. <laughs> Look at this fool. Yeah. Right. Oh, he's going to fucking cut himself. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you should probably let me anyway since I have the most experience. Right. There you go. So, Perfect. Yeah. And then if you fuck up and cut yourself, right. we'll never let you hear the end. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Be like, oh, this shitty saw. Right. Nope. Well, you guys have done the rest of the work. You might as well let me do some. I mean, yeah, I'm I, just uh, kind of showing up and enjoying your hard work, your fruits, of your labor. No, so that'd be great. We'll we'll get our we'll get our when we knock a moose down. Yeah. We'll get our yeah. We'll get ten our work cents in. out of you. Right. Yeah. right? <laughs> what about um, back to the logging thing? I have a nice pair of chaps, like Husqvarna chaps, that are freaking awesome. They're light. They're not a nuisance at all, and I never yeah. fucking put them on. Well, and I find stupid. that I'm like, because I'm stupid. That's exactly. Stupid. What kind of safety equipment, aside from wearing chaps, when you run a chainsaw, what other shit do you, could you, like, do you wear or could you wear? Well, I just wear steel toe boots and, and chaps, obviously, uh-huh. and a hard hat. A hard hat. Does it have a, a it does. Vi- it does have a visor, does, like a, yeah. one of the screen visors? Yeah. I had one get ripped off one time and ran my chainsaw, and uh, I had a stick fly off the chain, and actually a piece of it stuck into my eyelid and i didn't know it was it from the side coming in behind that cage no or he said he got, it got ripped off he i didn't have it on there. oh i see i got it got ripped off and i was running it without one and the piece came off the saw and actually lodged in my eyelid and i didn't know that it was in there but every time i blinked you could feel it scratching my eye so i thought it was still in there so i'm yanking my eyelid out and looking in there and trying to figure out where it was and well it was lodged in my eyelid Holy shit. That's why, well, I didn't figure that out till I went to the optometrist. Did they um, pull it right out? They did. Like, easy peasy, just, oh, there's something there, they got it. They put some numbing drops in there and pulled it out. And, uh, yeah, so since then, I've learned my lesson. And you, it has the muffs on it, too, so your ear protection all, all the time. Yeah. I'd like to be able to hear the deer coming, so. I just got hearing aids a month ago. Yeah? Yeah. I'll probably be there someday, but. Oh, yeah. All them when dudes I, that I worked with when I was younger, they were like, you should put your plugs in. You should right. put your protection on. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I'm not so fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's awesome, yeah. though. I can hear awesome now. Yeah. It's sweet. Yeah. yeah. I'm pissed that I waited so long to do it. Right. You know, just stubborn. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's nothing. You know, oh, it's right. nothing. Carrie finally was like. I didn't realize you were stubborn. This is bullshit. <laughs> She's like, I am sick of you not hearing me. Well, that's so I went in. It was immediate. What's ironic is the my, um, the 
um, hearing doctor um, here in Fairbanks. I, there's a few of them. The one I use is from. I think for a doctor, you would know the proper name of other doctors. Yeah, that's what I was trying. That's exactly what I was. The hearing doctor, the fucking the ear doctor, optometrist. Is that it? No, that's for your audiologist. audiologist. There we go. There you go. Um, I'm a doctor of many hats. <laughs> Um, she's from Central Vermont. Oh, yeah, yeah. about same age as us too. Hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. got me hearing again. That's good. Yeah, what? <laughs> All you guys know each other, like Scott yeah. Hershey. Yeah, yeah. He had Another. A, the guy like shows up with Samard's T-shirt on. I was like, oh, I had something with high school in Vermont. I was like, no shit. Yeah, he went to LI. My dad taught him. Hmm. I didn't even know the kid. Yeah, younger. a lot younger than us, but yeah. he's a logger up here, firewood. Oh shit! We're here in Fairbanks. He lives freaking right up the road. Yeah, actually, yeah, good place to be into firewood. Yeah, grew up in Sheffield. <clears throat> really? Yeah, that's where I grew up. Yep. <clears throat> I've never even heard of him. Yep, went to Miller's Run, the whole spiel. He must be a lot younger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. probably shit. I don't even know. Twenty four, twenty five, oh, yeah. something like that. If that, age. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Hunter knows him. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. That's my son. Yeah, Hunter. I don't even... I can't even guess. The more I like think about years and how long been doing this or how old... It's shit. All this year, I turned 38 in October. All this year, I've thought I was 38. Hey, you got a math, bonus here. Like, wait, I'm finally going to be my age. I'm going to like feel my age. <laughs> you get right? 38 for two yeah. years. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I was 39 for five or six years, but. You finally embraced it. Yeah. <laughs> <had to. laughs> yeah, yeah. Just powering through though. That uh, I don't mind it. You don't? No. I don't give a shit at all like how old I am. So long as I can keep con- continually do what I'm doing and I love to do, then I don't, it doesn't really. I don't even think about it, honestly. Yeah. Well, I like not being sore like I used to be. Now you push your body, it takes two or three days and not one night. Yeah. But I guess that's part of getting older. Yeah. I've embraced Adville, too. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You and me both. Yeah. No, you've been... It was... Well, what if... Was it five, six years ago you tore you tore your ACL and your knee you like destroyed your knee? Yeah. It was like kinda like a yeah, we'll see how this works out moment, but it's it hasn't slowed Worked you down, for, yeah. No, not at all. I should probably get that fixed at some point in time in the future, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I can still carry a pack in the mountains and get all you know, get around easy enough. Yeah. And it's shit, I just did this whole sheep hunt with Two tears in my rotator cuff. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, man, my shoulder feels way better now than it has yeah. been at home. Well, it's because the pack weight is all on my waist. It's yeah. like I'm not yeah. using my arms for shit like I do when I'm working and shit. Right. It just agitates the shit out of it, you know. But I've been doing – I just had a five-week evaluation of physical therapy, and they're saying it's getting better. The physical therapy is, like, oh, actually good. working, and I'm doing shit at home most every day. Good. That, you know, they give you exercises and shit. And apparently there's not a lot of blood flow on shoulders. It's difficult to fix shoulder problems with yeah. physical therapy, yeah, like rehealing torn muscles and shit, just because of the like lack. And that's a lot of the stuff that I do is just like relaxing exercises to like take pressure and like weight off of your shoulder, and that helps get blood flow in there and mm-hmm. get stuff getting 
better getting healed up. So that's my greatest fear is getting hurt right before hunting season. I was actually thinking about that before I came up here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh god, I hope something doesn't happen to me right before I go. It would take something pretty serious. We could cart you out there, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, be terrible. Yeah. But that is like number one rule that I always tell people that are going with me anywhere up here. It's like we're a long fucking ways away from a hospital. Yeah, don't get hurt. Think about everything you do. Like right. think it through, especially when knives or chainsaws and shit come out. It's like, okay, this can take. A five-minute job can take four hours, as long as nobody gets hurt. Doesn't matter. You know? Well, one guy we know, one guy we know, like not too far from there. Was it one guy or two? Ding, knocked. One guy cut his leg pretty severely with a chainsaw a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Up there, I should get. I should get chaps. Probably it's it's not it easy for an easy thing to do. It I is. just cut firewood pretty much, but um, still, yeah. you know. If you ever seen. A chainsaw cut anybody, you would wear chaps. Yeah. Because it doesn't cut you. It tears you. It rips your leg apart. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've seen guys' legs literally hanging off before. And, uh, yeah, that will cure you of not wearing chaps really quick. (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially because those things are kind of made to just bind up in the chain, right? That's exactly. It it binds in the clutch, actually. Gotcha. Yep. So... Yep. I stitched board up. Luke and I did. <laughs> he cut himself with a chainsaw. Yeah. When I at the lodge I worked at, and it was too foggy for them to come get him. We used eight-pound test monofilament fishing line and a oh carpet needle. <laughs> and we fucking put 14 stitches in Jeez. him. Fucking fishing line. <laughs> did you get all the oil right out of Right across. It oh, yeah. No, we cleaned it up really good and everything yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have anything. We gave him Jack Daniels. Told yeah. him to fucking hold on. Right. Because I've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I fucking burned off the needle and shit and put it in alcohol <laughs> oh and then God. fucking got to work. Dude, you know how hard it is sticking needles through skin? I'm sure it it's is. It's tough. Yeah. It's really <laughs> tough. I sewed up this, like this, all you can see of it left is that one. But when I, before I learned the proper way to skin wolf feet and, you know, when I was popping through pop you end up skinning the foot down and popping your knife through the knuckles Mm -hmm. there's an easy way to do it and the stupid like figure it out on your own way to do it and i was doing that for a long time but i uh this before skip showed me this trick i was like i have wasted years of my life doing this the hard way and uh but i knife pops through the knuckle and bam just hit me right there and it like nice clean laid it open and i sewed that one up it wasn't pretty but it yeah. But yeah. yeah, like to your point, yeah, your skin is very tough. That's why, that's why yeah. actual suit, which I got on right here, actual suture needles are like pretty heavy duty or not. They're very fine, like extremely sharp. Mm-hmm. I not, hope I never find out. Not your aunt yeah, sewing right. needle. You don't want me fucking sewing you <laughs> no, out there. No. <laughs> I got in a brawl one time when I was a kid and had my eyelids laid open. And, uh, Ooh, and they said to sew them up. Yeah. 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 Young and dumb. Shit happens. It does. Yeah. Yep. Well, you don't look any worse for wear. No, I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, man. Who doesn't like a good scar anyways? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tells a story. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. But, yeah, so... uh so deer hunting, you're you're one of these like mysterious trackers, right? That is that the way you like hunting deer? Yeah, tracking them. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's the only way. 
That's the only way. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, realistically, I mean, I mean, you can if there isn't any it. snow, but I mean, it's what I prefer to do. I mean, um, yeah, sitting and, you know, I basically will be scouting areas and trying to locate big bucks to find their track in the early season before we get snow. I mean, yeah. What's that entail? Huh. Lots of walking. Yeah. Yeah. Just exploring as many areas as you can. You know. Uh-huh. Get away from people as much as you can. Now is this like what makes you say I want to go to this spot? Like what like how would you even approach like coming up with a spot that you want to go and explore and walk around in? Um, well, a long time ago you look at maps, right? And you try to find the most pain in the ass place for people to get to and that's where you start because people are generally lazy and they won't go through the extra effort and work and there won't be anybody there so there's obviously generally more game there um now i mean you use onyx and you can do all that and you look for you know certain age cuts um places that are a pain in the ass to get to um and swamps, um, on the edge of swamps, or um, saddles in mountains. I, I mean, it's just, the, really the only way to really do it is boots on the ground. I no mean, shit. Yeah. Really. It you is. just kind of yeah. have, like, certain features that you might look yeah. for, and then, yeah. and then you, but you have to go yeah. go see. I mean, and yeah. that's that doesn't sound unlike a lot of, it sounds very much like what I would tell someone sheep hunting. It's like, yeah. Up here, it's like, well, there's things you can look for in areas yeah. and little, like, bits of wisdom, but, like, you got to go look at it and you got to spend the time exactly. looking. I figure most of the time you're finding places you don't want to go. Yeah. I mean, basically, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's just like a lot of other hunting. Um, but, I Do mean, you- you've learned, you know, don't go waste your time in places that should have that should be or you know you just don't but so what like what do you when you're when you're scouting do you pretty much do you do you see these bucks very often or is it mostly like track size that you're going off of you see tracks in the mud or yeah i look for uh rubs yeah a lot i mean yes tracks are but i mean where i go i mean sometimes you don't see a deer for a week at all sometimes longer I mean, I might see seven or eight deer a season. I yeah. mean, and I walk literally probably 200 miles per season, I kind of figure. Yeah. On average, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you don't usually see them, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but rubs and scrapes and, you know, um, and a lot of times, too, you can, you know, if you walk old logging roads or things like that would you know with gravel in them or dirt and you look for the tracks you know it's a lot easier to yeah. find them in the leaves or and things like that but <laughs> i mean notoriously places that hold big bucks they generally they're generally are big deer there year after year really usually so you got I mean, like spots you're like okay there's back pocket spots like i can go here here yeah. here, here here and try and turn up a deer yeah they're just travel they're just natural travel corridors for for them mm-hmm. so you fi- if you find those kinds of areas i mean but logging is 
is a huge factor. You know, the areas that I hunt is just, it's all just logging there generally. I mean, there isn't any towns or any, it's just yeah. logging. So yeah. obviously that will change patterns um, until it grows back, you know, to some cover. How, so if they freshly log something, what kind of a turnaround as far as like it'll push deer out of there and then it doesn't really years. push them out, um, in my opinion. Um, no, no. Um, I think um, like a five, just say a five-year-old cut to me is the best. A five-year-old cut. Yeah, that's okay. You know, I mean, it all depends what grows back. I mean, some take years and years to grow back, and some are four feet high the next year you know and yeah. have so it depends on how much sunlight you know that hillside gets you know the north side will obviously grow back slower right you know uh but to me like southwest facing areas are you know if you don't know an area you want to go to the southwest facing that's gonna slopes. hold like the most sign yeah i think no it, shit yeah huh I think it's, well, just because it grows the best brows. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I just go by experience. He's a scientist like I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> a doctor and a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> I just go by, you know, past experiences. And obviously, if you go to new areas, you're just, you're going in blind almost, and you just... You know, you should look yeah. for certain features that you found in other areas that you've been, and that's where you start. I nice. mean, and yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so when you're like actually, when you're actually out hunting, it's like post rut generally, or like it's later, and you you need you're want looking for snow, obviously. Yeah. No post rut. Them. No. Um, it's you. I mean, I hunt the whole damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, mean, I start in October and don't end until the end yeah. or middle of December. So, I mean, I hunt through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but the rut generally where I hunt, I think peak rut is second, third week of November. Yeah. Um, that's generally. Do you find that that's the best time to be hunting or do you like before or after the rut better? Uh well, I mean, I can, know you hunt the whole time, but just yeah. as far as, like, what do you think is the best? If you can find, if you get snow early and you can find a track early season before they're rutting, that's by far the easiest because, well, we go for weight. And yeah. And where, where I hunt, you go for weight. I mean, the rack is great, but, you know, we go for 200 pounds or bigger, right? Yeah. That's when they're the heaviest because, I mean, they lose up to 20% of their body weight. During so the rut, a 200 yeah. pound buck could be 240 at the beginning of the season. Yeah. When he's down to one, you know, 199 or 200 or who the hell knows, but, mm -hmm. um, and they don't really travel very far. So if you find a track early in the season, that's in the snow, the deer's probably within a mile of you. Yeah. <laughs> if you find a track, you know, the middle of November, just two weeks later, that deer could be. <laughs> who knows where yeah and they might not stop i mean i've tracked deer all day long and i think they were further away than when i started yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean they just don't stop and that's obviously why they use a lot of body body weight yeah so and they're just on constant search for does constant search for does there's not very many deer 
So, I mean, they could go for miles between deer, you know, doe pockets. Yeah. So, um, but, so that's my take on that. I mean, everybody has their own opinion. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. What about, like, when you do, like, that's what always fascinated me, I think, was, like, the finding the track and, like, deciding the deciding factor. Like, like this is one, where I'm going. for me, like, is it a buck or is it a doe? But, like, how can you determine from a deer track that this is going to be a great big fucking buck? Like, that's just mind-blowing to me, that part of it. Nah, not, I mean, I just, you don't tra- take tracks that are, you just they're so big they're so much bigger than the rest because you have to do that it's that easily distinguishable though like that they're that much bigger than anything else yeah huh it is i mean it's not always that way right i mean you have to you know i've been doing this for 25 30 years what the hell ever it is at this point and uh I mean, sometimes a big buck will have smaller feet, but they'll have a long stride or in a wide stance, stagger, they call it. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, they're rubbing on big trees, you know, how they act, how they move through the woods. You know, sometimes they'll come to an opening between two trees and they'll go around it because that means they have a big rack. (laughs) Because it won't fit between the trees? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. So, I mean, I've shot. You know, just two years ago, I shot a really big 14-pointer, and uh, it had a very small track. But I'd seen his rubs in that area. So the rubs were, like, the deciding factor on oh, yeah. to follow him. Oh, yeah. Oh, I shit. knew that he was big. They were big rubs. They were high on trees. Um, he had a long stride, but his track was that of a one-and-a-half, two-and-a-half-year-old buck. How much did that deer weigh? He was 186 December 4th, I think. Holy shit. So good. he would have been over 200 oh, yeah. beginning way, of the season. Way over Easily. 200, yeah. He had a really nice rack, though. So it was it was a great hunt. My son was there. He wasn't with me, but he was in that piece of woods and heard me shoot. And uh, so that's always, you know, to me, hunting with my son is, I mean... It wouldn't be the same without him, that's for sure. Yeah. So I almost, he's actually gone on his own this year. He started his own business, but for the previous five years, he's worked for somebody else, and he couldn't get there for two weeks after I got there, so I almost don't even try to shoot one until yeah. he gets there. <laughs> oh, no I just sure. kind of scout areas, and I almost think I make too much noise on purpose. I don't know. I just yeah. don't yeah. really <laughs> even want to shoot one until he gets there because it's yeah. not the same. Huh. So, yeah. Well, I'm starting. You met my son. I'm start starting to get's going to be getting into that for a while now that he. Yeah. It'll be a game he's changer. Cut his cut his teeth on it for sure. Yeah. So when you, let me jump all over the place here, oh. but like when you want a 200 pound deer, you get up to it, you take the guts out. Mm-hmm. Do you stop at the diaphragm? Do you leave the heart and lungs? Do you take everything right up to the esophagus? Like everything, everything's gone. Everything's so it's a clean, gone. in my book, like what is a clean yeah. dressed animal? Yeah. Okay, that's what I. It has you know. to be, anyways. I mean, for them to even consider it being two hundred pounds, it so has to be clean. Dressed. It has to be clean. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what other people do, but that's what I do, and I don't want to drag any more out of the friggin' woods than I have to. No shit, right? So I mean. <clears throat> um, 
Well, just that, just that alone needing, because it is required. Is it required there to drag the whole deer? No, it, and that's what not. I didn't. I didn't realize that. But you can't weigh quarters. No, you can't no. cut apart right. deer. I didn't realize that. I thought for some reason all these years you had to take deer out whole. No, you don't. You have to check them though, no matter what. You have to check them because that would be. But yeah, then if it, if it's people who are worried about getting a two hundred pound deer, that could be. I'd see that as being a holdup of like. Spots like I don't want to drag a deer out of there, you know. So I'm not, you know, a thing to consider when you're looking at spots that are just tough to get into and drag a deer out of. It absolutely is, and that's another reason <laughs> yeah. to have my son around is really great. <laughs> no wonder you don't, I don't shoot anything. I don't worry about that anymore at all. I used to. Nice. You know, what's I mean, the furthest you've ever had to drag a deer out? Oh God, uh, probably. You know, in a straight line GPS, like 1.6, I think it was, That's miles. A, yeah, so it's like three miles, yeah. fucking realistically, <laughs> oh, yeah. at least. Oh, yeah, over blowdowns, skitter oh, ruts. shit. I mean, uphill, downhill, across swamps. I mean, yeah. Well, this one of mine that was in Alberta, we started drag, yanked the guts out of him, started dragging him across the field. <laughs> We're like, screw this. <laughs> Call someone to bring a four-wheeler over here yeah. for us. Yeah. They're, uh, or dragging, you know, like like even a big blacktail buck. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. dragging around in the hills down there in a fog neck, man. Some of them, it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not a 200 pound deer by any means, right. but it's not. They're no. just not easy. awkward to it's deal with. Yeah. There's a huge difference between dragging 150, 60 pound deer even, and something that's 200 plus. Oh, I believe you. It's just, it's, the difference is just huge. So. What's the big, what's the biggest weight of a deer you've ever killed? 236. That's a fucking big white tail deer, man. Yeah. Holy shit. That's the biggest white tail. Yep. I've shot bigger deer, but they weren't, you know, they were mule deer. So, oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. But I don't really count them. And I just, I just don't. <laughs> well. No, I mean, it's cool. It's cool to hear. Like, that's. Like, it's such a unique thing back there. Like. Yeah, we don't go by, you know. Nothing. You don't give a fuck if it's got a spike horn, if it's no, over 200 exactly. pounds. It's <laughs> wild. It is. Know? I know. Some people don't understand it. It's just yeah. our tradition, well, our, our way of life up there, I guess. It's just. It's our friend it Ben. Is. It's like, fuck. I'm like, dude, where's all these fucking deer racks and shit? I don't know. They're in the fucking wood shit. Doesn't even give a fuck, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Throw them things in the fucking bushes. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, but here I got my weigh-in certificate framed. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah, like right. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's so friggin' cool. It That's is. That's cool. What's your? Uh, how do you? How do you like rigging them up to drag them out? I use a jet sled. There. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It never leaves my truck. It's just. Nice. Yeah, I go back to the truck, get a good pair of leather gloves, um, get rid of my gun, get rid of any extra clothes you might have on. Um, yeah, because you're going to get hot fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I you know, I remember the first, that first big buck that I ever shot, I didn't do that. Oh, my God. It was like six hours of hell. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> man. Yeah. I broke the rope. I had a damn clothesline, piece of clothesline with me. I was like, ah, this will work. Oh, it shit. It didn't. It broke three or four times. It was a, it was a heavy deer. Oh, man. Yeah. 
you have a specific kind of rope that you like to use or whatever? Like something that's real specific that you always use the same thing? I just, I don't anymore. I just use a jet sled, period. Nothing. You don't ever have any kind of rope. You don't have to tie their legs or anything to jam them in the jet sled and go? I mean, I always have some paracord in my pack just because it's small and it's strong for itself. Head first or head in the back of the sled? Head first. Head first is the way to go. I'll have to show him my little Northern Sled Works. Oh, yeah. That little sled I got. I finally bought this year. I've been buying kid sleds for dragging because, bear, like, mm-hmm. if there's anything I can think of that are probably a bigger pain in the ass to drag it's out of the bear. woods is a bear. Yes. They ain't got antlers to grab. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> and uh, yeah. the antlers get and caught up on brush, though. It, it, true yeah. enough. Yeah. But uh, Northern Sled Works was, uh, I mean, it been in Fairbanks for a long time. When Even shoot when I was a kid working the desk at Holiday Parks, the sheet metal place, they would bring their UHMW over to have it on a sheet metal, broke on a sheet metal break. Mm-hmm. Um, these toboggans for, like, everyone used them for snow machines. Yeah. Tow them behind. Well, I'd seen, I'd seen a couple years ago, um, Beaver Sports had one that was like a little miniature pull behind one for whatever ski adventures i don't know mm-hmm. but i was like that'd be, make a pretty damn good bear sled absolutely and because i've been using these kids well ones at century hardware these orange specific like orange kids sleds work pretty good but they uh you probably break them after a couple of years or you get a mm-hmm. big bear in them and you drag it over logs or something and right. it breaks that uhmw didn't get a break yeah um, so I finally just shelled out and bought one this spring and, uh, the damn thing works pretty good. You just take those blue bungees from yeah. those Canadian, like they're Canadian. Someone pointed those blue bungees that we got from Alaska rubber yeah. are Canadian. They're Canadian. They're for, uh, tire chains. I think. Oh yeah. Someone had told me. Or they're for but, holding all your shit down. Yeah. In the, in the in cold, Alaska. in the cold weather. Yeah. They don't, they don't get. Right. They don't lose their stretch. In the they don't cold. have memory to them or anything. Really? 30 fucking below zero. You just pull that thing out. Bam. And you pull it off and it's like, doink, right back. That's great. Yeah, they're awesome. Hell yeah. They don't give them away. No. <laughs> what do <laughs> no. they give away? Nothing. It's Especially when it's useful shit. I know. <laughs> yeah. No. Which it was funny because after, what well, we talked about them once before and then someone said, oh, I went over there and they didn't have any of them left. Yes. Yeah, everybody's freaking buying them. But yeah. They're good shit. But anyway, you'd like roll a bear in there and like mm-hmm. bungee him in and like they drag out pretty fucking nicely. Yeah. Black bears anyway. That big grizzly bear I killed this year was not. <laughs> not so much. I pulled the sled up next to him and his head's like out the off the front side and his ass is off the back side. Wow. I used it to move him like 10 feet to skin him. But mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. yeah, something like that would be pretty slick because they, they just, they slide really nicely on the ground. Yeah. But yeah. Um, some kind of sled is definitely... Nicer than it. just dragging. Yeah. Yeah. So we got right to the fucking dragging them out before we even got anywhere in the middle. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you've got a track that you like. Mm-hmm. You follow it. Mm-hmm. You know it's a big deer. The, I know you said like they could go 20 miles and you think they're further away by the end of the day than they were yeah. when you started on them. But Pretty sure. So it friggin' works out. So you're like... Getting on a deer. Mm-hmm. What makes you say he's going to be ahead? Because deer are fucking smart, man. They're probably one of the... I mean, I've never hunted anything that's similar to a whitetail. They're just, like, so spooky. They're scared of their own friggin' shadows, right. and they just start running at any anything. Yeah, they do. So, 
I mean, you got to sneak up on the woods, and most of the time, I'm assuming it's pretty thick in the woods and it's shit. Always thick. Always thick where they're hanging. Where out. I hunt, it is I right. Think, yeah. So what, like, what would make you say I'm going to speed up and I can really cover ground right now? And what would make you say, okay, slow the fuck down, and I'm going super, super slow? Which question? Either one. <laughs> Like the whole, like the whole thing, like what like what makes you determine how the the rate you're gonna pursue them? Well, I mean, you determine how fresh or old the track is, for one. I mean, which takes a lot of time to learn how to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, how much ice is in it? How hard is it? I mean, what's the weather been like? Did we get a little bit of snow this morning? There's a little bit of skip of snow in there, so I know he's that far ahead of me at least. Or there's no snow in it, so I know I'm, you know, this many hours behind it or, you know, things like that and how they act. I mean, if they're, it's just like following a person. Um, you know, if a person is in a hurry. Hold up. How many people have you tracked and <laughs> <It> hunted? <laughs> okay. So, no, I just, just, I just had to, to do, well, I couldn't let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> well, none, but. You know, if you're in a hurry, you're going, you know, in the straightest line you can. Your pace is, you know, not wavering. You know, your steps are far apart. I mean, you're going somewhere. So you yeah. know that that animal is, you know, trying to get somewhere. Okay. So you are going, you know, as as fast as your eyes can see. You don't really want to go any faster than you could see. Because otherwise, what's the point? Mm -hmm. um, if now, if you determine the track is fairly fresh and the track starts to meander, when, you know, basically it will just start acting differently. You know, it'll feed a little bit here, feed a little bit there, or, you know, go up on a little ridge and come back down. You, you kind of, you, you have a feeling that he's probably looking for a place to bed down. I mean, sometimes... I mean, it's not always that way. I mean, sometimes they just will go up there and bed down. And you're like, oh, I screwed that up. You know, you just go from straight trucking to sometimes. Down. I mean, not always, but generally, I mean, they'll they'll feed a little bit and kind of you know start to meander, and then you kind of like, all right, well, he's getting close to where he's gonna he wants to be. Yeah. And and two, I mean, you track hundreds of deer, you. <laughs> kind of you know i mean all deer they're different but the same i mean they all have the same habits they all like to you know bed in the same areas things like that um so you kind of real you know you learn what areas that they might stop and bed in or whatever hmm. i mean or if you start seeing doe tracks and they're starting to follow doe tracks around i mean you know he's probably not far so you slow down I mean, there's a, there's a lot to it. I, I mean, don't there's a lot fucking of, doubt it. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, not, not all of them are the same. All deer, they do have the same habits as a rule, but every deer has different personality, just like humans. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, they will bed in, you know, some deer will bed on a little knoll, and some deer like to bed down in thick areas surrounded by fir trees. Some of them bed in blowdowns. I mean... They all and they and all, you've seen it all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the, what are we getting at? I mean, you know, probably. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I don't know how many more deer I'd have to track to learn it all, but it, I mean, I've tr tracked a lot, so I don't know. But 
that's basically how you determine your speed. That's probably one of the hardest things to learn. Yeah. Is when to go fast and when to slow down. Yeah. Um, and aging a track, too. I yeah. Mean, some people, they think they know. And they might. I don't know. But it's hard to do. I mean, I don't doubt And the it. weather, you know, if you get a day that's that's warming up, the track is going to look fresher than it is. Yeah. Um, it's it's difficult. I mean, I've tracked them in st- snow so deep that it's, I think I've tracked them backwards because you don't even know which the hell way they're going. No shit. <laughs> you know, you track them for a ways and you're like, shit, I'm going the wrong way. Yeah. You and look then, around, you're like, is anybody watching? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, but. Well, have like, you read the Tom Brown books, The uh, Art of Tracking? Any of those books? No, I've not. They're not. It's not about tracking deer. Oh, it's about tracking in general. Okay, and there's I think there's two books, and uh, the Art of he, Tracking. Yeah, I think that's the name of the book. I can I'll look when I get home. I have one of them somewhere around. But um, he talks about one of the hardest things that he ever had to find was a retarded person. Because they got no, like you were talking about, like, they're just moving. There's a long stride. They're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he said that this person was lost and, like, got away from their house or whatever. And mm-hmm. he was called to go find this person. And there's no rhyme or reason to where they're going or what they're doing. They're like, oh, over there is a butterfly. I'm going to go over here. And then they get over there and it flew away. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to go this way now. And then just because of the yeah. the mindset is like well, it wasn't. whatever is cool, I'm going to go this way. And to find that person was like one of the most difficult things. Right. That, it wasn't like even like, you know, even like tracking a wounded bear or something. You're like, all right, I've got blood here. This is where they should go. Right. Type of thing. There's mm-hmm. no like rhyme or reason. Yeah. 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 Um, but there's a lot in those books about age of tracks and like how, like mm-hmm. how he learned to figure out like how old stuff is and blah, right. blah, blah. they're interesting books for sure right but it's not necessarily anything to do with deer hunting it's specifically about tracking mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> it sounds yeah i'm sure it's an interesting book i'll have yeah. to look it up yeah but i mean the benoits are pretty much the tracking books that i've read yeah right yeah. on yeah. yeah yeah i mean that's what i grew up you know was reading was the Benoit books, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's their very famous Vermont deer trackers. Yeah. Did yeah. you have, no, well, in speaking of that, did you kind of, do you have any like mentors to really like show you the ropes of it or did you just learn it all? Learned it all. Learned it all on your own? Yeah. That's cool. Never had any mentors. No, I just, it's, I was telling Frank earlier, I don't ever remember a time in my life where I didn't want to hunt or didn't hunt. Um, and tracking was just how you did it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just, that was just the way you did it. I mean, I started out tracking rabbits with a BB gun in my grandparents' backyard. Um, well, backyard, the woods, they had a, you know, a little chunk of woods between two roads that was probably, a, you know, a few hundred acres, but you really couldn't get lost in there. So they just let me go do my thing at eight years old Yeah, with my BB gun. And that's what I did. That's how I started. And then I graduated to 22 and moved across the road. And uh, it was a much bigger piece of woods, but there was a brook at the bottom that ran the entire length. It was probably a six or seven mile long piece of woods, so pretty good size when you're 10, Mm -hmm. 12 years old. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I would just, I knew 
that no matter what, I could just walk downhill and get to that brook, and I would come out to the road. So I never, I didn't have a, didn't have GPSs or compasses or anything yeah. like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, being in the woods at night at that age, I did not like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will admit that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there have been a couple of scary moments where you know you could have been to the place five times and you still, where the hell am I? Mm-hmm. You know, well, but. it's easier than most people think because I think I've talked about it one time. You know, <clears throat> one particular yeah. time that I remember on Fognac with the GPS, like that I could check frequently, mm-hmm. still hunting for deer. Walk around, I'm like, son of a bitch, there's somebody else up here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. And then I lay my foot down in the track. I'm like, oh shit, that's me. I just walked in a circle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is easy to do. <laughs> Oh, it certainly Well, is. you get focused on oh, something yeah. else. And yeah. frankly, like where we're going is not that hard. It can be in certain spots can be not that hard to get disoriented. Because mm-hmm, yeah. like if, if you get in a spot where the, you just can't see any kind of land, exactly. any kind of yeah. you know, That's landmarks. That's why tracking you know? deer in Ontario was one of the most difficult places for me. At least, because that's just it's that there's no landmarks, you can't see out of the trees, there's blowdowns, swamps everywhere, so you're constantly going this way, that way, and before you know it, you look at your GPS and you're like, What? That's gotta be wrong. <laughs> 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 the truck isn't that way, <laughs> uh huh. <clears throat> yeah, so well, I have drug, so- I have drug bears in circles in the alders before. Mm-hmm. Ask Faith about that sometime, but. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. At three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something my dad taught Jack and I when we were really young. Was you're never lost. You're just temporarily disoriented. Yeah. Well, because you start telling yourself you're lost. You get you're fucking twitchy. You get panicky and shit. And it's like you get into a bad mindset right yeah. off, right away. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. It's easier said than done, though. Oh, you're, when you're young. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, now we have come, you know, I carry two or three compasses. Um, a GPS, and now I use Onyx. So that's a pretty. You better. You're gonna have to take two start sharp sticks in the eyes to yeah, get fucking lost. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's it's more for, you know, getting out of the woods or getting into the woods, you know, efficiently. Yeah. Or getting the animal out yeah. efficiently. In the straightest line yeah. possible. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's the biggest help for. It. I mean, because there is no, you know. There's nothing better than boots, like I said, boots on the ground. I mean, that's the only real way to figure out an area or to learn an area to me. What so. do you, so do you carry a backpack, a fanny pack? Do you have pockets in your coat? Like, what? how do you carry, like, do you carry lunch with you or? Yeah, I do. Um, 20 ounces of water, um, a sandwich, granola bar, um, a couple of granola bars actually. And, yeah. you know, miscellaneous things to start fires if you need to, a little space blanket, um, a little bit of paracord, you know, just a few. And where do you keep that stuff? In a fanny pack. In a fanny pack. Yeah, a little wool fanny you pack. You find that that's the easiest way to carry stuff? Uh, I don't like a backpack because, you know, a lot of times you're crawling underneath things. They get hung up on things, and it also makes you hot, in my opinion. It just yeah, kind of leaves back, You're not breathing yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 So, then you just bring too much shit. Yeah, if you have like, more, well, I can fill this fucker <laughs> <Exactly>. up. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. So, 
I mean, just a few extra ounces makes a huge difference, as you guys know. Yeah. yeah. When you wear like wool, you like wool wearing wool clothes. That's or, all I wear. Yeah. That's quiet and. Yep. Yep. Nice. It. Uh, well, and so like one thing I was wanted to ask. So when you the process from all right slowing down or maybe sometimes you're going fast and and bump them mm-hmm. like what's your process for shooting do you shoot a lot of running like oh yeah bump them up and shoot them on the run yeah unfortunately yeah yeah no i, I mean, mean it is what it is like it's i you think take that's what super, shots you have yeah that's i mean that's what everybody does that does it you know yeah well you there. have to you wouldn't you get know? any you wouldn't they're not gonna have one. any relaxed not i mean i have i mean i've shot you know, plenty standing there, but you ever shoot any land down? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them. A lot of them. No shit. That means you got them licked. You're like, they got no <laughs> fucking idea that you're it's, there. It's really cool. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a major. It's a satisfying feeling. Oh, I, I bet. bet. Yeah, for sure. That's fucking cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's yeah. That's pr- that's the ultimate. When you get them laying down, yeah, they don't have no idea that you're there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The only thing I can relate to is like still like day when we, you'd still hunt on days on a fog neck when it was real nasty out and real loud and windy. Mm-hmm. You just go hunt up in the timber and yeah. you're poking along, not tracking, but poking along. And then it's like, all right, like 10 yards away, there's like antlers, yeah. deer laying down or whatever. Like I've almost stepped on does a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now the worst days are the best days. Yeah. To track deer. Well, yeah, it just covers your, you exactly. know, probably keeps them, keeps yeah. them from moving a lot. And, uh, yeah, they're more, they are more spooky generally I've oh, found yeah. when it's windy, you know? So if you do bump them, they're a lot more apt to run for miles. Oh, gotcha. After. Huh? No shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely more spooky, but they usually don't get that chance yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's windy. So, so what, if you, so you do spook them and they run off. Mm-hmm. Do you just pursue, or do you give them time to? Do you wait on them if you yeah. if you kick them up? You do. You wait on them. Yeah. yeah. Like for how long? Oh, half an hour. Half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And as a rule, I mean, sometimes it depends how damn cold it is. I remember I shot one. Oh, this was a few years. The one that I sent you a picture of that the really big one I shot and. uh it was like a blizzard that day. And the picture's fucking probably one of the coolest pictures I've ever. It was like <laughs> yeah. fucking awesome, just covered in snow, just yeah. dumping snow. I found his track, and uh, he was actually crossing an old logging road, and it was really snowed in, and I almost didn't take it because it just didn't look big enough. And uh, I was like, well, it's the only track. And I actually looked a few other places for other tracks and it's the only one that i could find and i saw i'll get on this deer i jumped him up and he actually jumped up behind a little fir tree and i could see the deer but i could not see his head so i didn't shoot and when he took off i could hear his rack ta-tang, 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 going off all these <laughs> oh, limbs I'm man. Like, damn it damn it i was so pissed so i i gave him my half an hour and it was snowing so hard that I could just barely see the track. I'm like, what an idiot. I'm going to lose this deer. No shit. Because it was snowing that hard. His track was just gone. All I could see was these little, you know, just divots in the snow once in a while. I'm like, god damn it. So I ended up 
getting on him and he actually laid right back down within 300 yards and how i saw him was i heard a tink of his antler hitting on a branch he stood up out of his bed and he was off to my left up on a hill and i could just see his chest his face and at the base of his antlers did he stand up because he had seen you yeah okay i was down below him and he but he didn't think i could see him and uh i just put wrong one. <laughs> yeah. wrong <laughs> yeah he was wrong <laughs> so i mean right in the chest shot him yeah 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 but he uh yeah that was a nice buck that was a, that was a great great hunt for sure the snow was up to my uh, almost to my waist wow it was almost that's up serious. to my waist <laughs> yeah that's fucked up <laughs> yeah it was far up north um and uh places that not many people go that's for sure so he was an old deer and uh how much did that deer weigh he was 212 212 yep yep completely clean (laughs) and that was the third week of december i think holy shit yeah that's unreal yeah and the good part is is i i tracked another one the first day i'd ever been in this area I found his track late in the day at about 3 o'clock. I tracked him down across the brook. He paralleled the brook, and I looked up to my right, and there was a little softwood knoll up there. I was like, And he hooked up that way. I said, he's going to be bedded up there. So I'm looking up on the knoll, and I happened to catch movement right in front of me in these raspberry bushes, and his rack was sticking up above the raspberry bushes. And I didn't shoot that deer. He was a nice seven-pointer. He actually... A guy that I know shot him. He was 209 pounds. But I let him go. This is how important this weight is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd just gotten there that, that day. And I'd never been there. And I'd seen all kinds of big buck tracks yeah. around. Like, I really don't want to go home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know, you know, I was like, hell, he's right on the border, you know? I didn't shoot him. And, but if I had him, I never would have gotten that one right it's a gamble yeah oh for sure you know for about 10 days after i let him go i was like oh god that was a mistake (laughs) every day you thought about (laughs) it i did did. because in in the meantime we'd lost snow and up there without snow it's a pretty slim chance you you know you're gonna shoot anything yeah mind a big one so (laughs) i mean like i said i've been weeks without seeing deer at all of any kind um yeah if you don't have the snow to cut tracks like you're just kind of stumbling around huh yeah pretty much scouting waiting for the snow to come i mean said sitting it's not really an option for me it's it's a great way to shoot them if you can stand to do it but i'm freezing or bored or both so (laughs) we need to get bored and freezing (laughs) is a bad combo exactly (laughs) exactly we need to get him a game boy or something (laughs) Um. No shit. Yeah, just yeah. freaking fascinating to me. It's it's pretty cool. It is. It's mostly no. the adventure that I. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's more the adventure and seeing new places than shooting. A yeah. Deer. Well, you get to cover so much ground yeah. and see so much yeah. and uh, 
And then yeah. when you do like get one, it's like, I imagine you're like, man, I feel like I did something. Ab- absolutely. It's the best, it's the best high you could, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you get up super early, you hike up on a ridge or you just watch the sunrise. I mean, there's just, that's really what it's, you know, anybody that's a true sportsman already knows that. Oh yeah, for sure. That's the best part about all of it to me. Yeah. If you're in it for the killing, you're wasting fucking time because oh, it's yeah. such a tiny, tiny part Absolutely. of the yeah. process. Honestly, if I could shoot one and you know, tranquilize it and look at it and take a picture of it and let it go, that's what yeah. I would do. Yeah. You'd be carrying a scale in that fanny. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I'd rather have a little dough, honestly, because those big old bucks that are, you know, rutted out, they... I mean, they're not great <laughs> they're to eat. I mean, honestly, I eat them, yeah. and that's all I eat is is things I shoot. So I right don't on. buy meat, but they're mostly sausage. <laughs> You're in. How about so? You hunt with a muzzleloader as well as a rifle. I do, and you bow hunt too. But yeah, um, what kind of muzzleloader do you use, and what kind of right? I mean, start with muzzleloader, I guess, and. I have a Thompson Center. Yeah. Yeah, the bone collector. Okay. Yeah. Scope. Inline. Yeah. 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 It's uh I use Trigicon scopes. That's all I'll use. Okay. Yeah. And then what do you use for a for a rifle for rifle hunting? Uh, I actually switched to a BAR last year that I kinda had custom fit to me. I cut an inch off the butt and the barrel down to nineteen inches. Nice. What caliber? Thirty out six. Thirty out six. Yeah. My uh, my uncle Jerry has a BAR seven mag that he he got year, years and years ago. I guess my grandpa had had one in seven mag too. That some one after he passed away, one of the relatives like actually managed to get a thirty out six shell in there and blew the thing. Up. Oh no! Mm, um, <laughs> those BARs are cool. They're nice. They're very nice. I've always had pumps. I have many pumps, but I got because that's that's kind of like the classic. It is. Deer track and rifle, right? It Those is. like the the Remington pumps. Yeah, I have seven sixties and seventy six hundred. Um, but and that's they, what you used to use. Yeah, yeah, and I still do sometimes, but they just they kick <laughs> a lot. <laughs> 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 to be honest, and I got sick of it. So I, a friend of mine had the BARs, and I've never, well, I've never trusted a semi automatic, yeah. and he's hunted one for years and years. And he's never had a problem. If you take care oh, of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until I do. If it messes up once, it'll be in the freaking gun <laughs> yeah. rack. And I'll be going back to the pump. But, um, yeah, brake cleaner. That's what you clean yeah. them with. Well, and then the brake clean, yeah. yeah. cleaner. And, well, what that do, it'll degrease them too. Exactly. You know, so you don't get that because you oil stuff too heavily. Like we run into that up here. Yeah. If you're hunting below, you know, mm-hmm. real cold. Yeah. Even bolt action stuff. Like, you know, you take your bolt apart and degrease the spring. Yeah. Because you get oil in there. It's, it's, I seen two, you don't, two you don't guys. Wanna, you don't want to put them away dry necessarily, but. Right. When you're out there, if you get that oil, it'll just gel up and yeah, bind yeah. up in the cold. I yeah. watched a uh, uh, Kimber on the right side of me and a Winchester on the left side of me, both bolt action. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. Rob's was a is a thirty out six, and I don't remember what the other one was, but both of them clicking away. Fucking, mm-hmm. I'm like they're right there. Somebody kill them. <laughs> right. Somebody shoot them. This is what we're here for. Click, click, 
Yeah. Like, I'm like, you guys, it's fucking 20 <laughs> below zero. Yeah. You got fucking oil in your bolts, don't exactly. you? Exactly, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, I'll spray them down with WD-40 at the end of the season. Yeah. And then right before the season, the, the brake cleaner comes out again. Yeah. There's no oil sure. on them at all. Yeah. Zero. So, but the non-chlorinated, of course. Brake cleaner. Yeah. So. Yeah, but no, I like it. There's less kick. The trigger... The trigger pull on it's great. Hands yeah. great. Um, love the gun. And with Trigicon, uh, Trigicon with a dotted crosshair. Yeah, that's what I switched to. I don't know, six or seven years ago, I think. Nice. Yeah, because I mean, well, <clears throat> you're setting up, having to set up for quick, like quick exactly. shots at close range and yeah. moving. It, yeah, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Like, well, you know, like my 375 or whatever I'm using for. Uh, when I go into a bear bait, mm-hmm. even if I'm hunting with a bow, I have a rifle while I'm going into the bait or out. Because, I mean, you run into all sorts of shit. Like, had a grizzly bear charging, but come running at me a couple of years ago. And yeah. It's all, like, one to f- one to six power mm-hmm. type stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, any time when we're, you know, guiding at the lodge, it's everything, everything's, like, one or two power, and you're, like, on there at the bottom mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. 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 I have a peep sight too. I rarely use it. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, I have a 308 uh model 760. Um but I don't use it very rarely. If it's raining, you know, rain snow mix, yeah. I'll I'll take it out. But I don't you know, a lot of times you'll see a deer take off and it will stop in the brush. And you don't have time to get your binoculars out, put your gun down, because yep. by the time you do, the deer's gone. I just like yep. to have my scope on there, and I can watch and watch and watch. And if you decide, you know, if, if it's him. Yeah. And there, there, you don't get no sling on your rifle. No, it's a, You just carry it in your hand constantly, yep. all day, all yep. the, yeah. 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 That's probably uh, what's cost me the most deer, is not being ready. I don't doubt it. I mean, if yeah. you don't have your gun ready, mm-hmm. and it just down at your side, you know, it's cost me more deer than any other mistake that I've ever made. No shit. Yep. Huh. Yep, for sure. And that, and I mean, I think myself included back in my younger days, which I preached to my son, don't look down at the track. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy to do. I bet. I mean, you're constantly, you catch, you just have to stop doing that. Yeah. Still. It's like you just need to see it enough to follow yeah. it, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> once you've determined that, yes, this is a deer that I want to follow. Right. Realistically, I mean, I can say a lot of shit because I don't do it, but <laughs> right. I mean, in my head, what my thought process would be is like, there's no real reason to look at those tracks anymore. Not really. I mean, you get into an area of i mean this is another whole topic that we haven't discussed but you get into an area where this buck is chased and chased and chased does round and round and looks like there isn't a spot in the snow without a deer track in it and that's where you know picking a really big track out to begin with and you get into those areas and you can you know you can see his track in with the rest of them it's just yeah. distinguishable between the rest mm-hmm. but if you get into a spot like that it's really easy to do which back you know when i was younger 
is you keep walking and looking and trying to figure this out, this maze of tracks out. Yeah. Well, you don't want to do that. You stand in one spot and watch with your eyes, you know, around. And then when you, you know, figure out where it went, you walk that much further until you like, all right, well, where do you go now? You stop again, you know, sweep with your eyes. Don't be moving while you're doing this. Look, looking down. Yeah. Right. And sometimes you have to completely make a giant loop around the entire area because there's no way to figure because he went this yeah. way. He went so you that way. Figure out where he's leaving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know. just make a big loop around all the tracks and figure out where he left. Well, if he didn't, then you know where he is in in there. You know. Yeah. Sometimes it's ten acres. Sometimes it's one. Sometimes it's a who the yeah. hell knows. Yeah, always different. Like just depends on how yeah. how long they've been there. And exactly, chasing deer around. Mm-hmm. There's probably only a certain point in time in the rut that that is happening too. Yeah, I mean it's you know for a week, yeah. week or two a year. Yeah, I mean ten days at the most. I think. I mean it, every year is different. I mean you get snows at snow at different times of the year i mean i've mm-hmm. had snow the first week of the season and none the rest or so you just never know you just know. gotta make hay while it's <laughs> that's right that's right yeah i mean just gotta put on the miles you know no matter how tired and sore and shitty the weather is you just go anyways and that's yep. how you get it done it well and like like you kind of alluded to is probably the, the shittier weather is probably better conditions it for is. staying undetected it is yeah those beautiful sunny you know days with no wind are the worst yeah i don't doubt it yeah yeah so so yeah there's a lot to it i mean it's it's hard to really explain i guess unless you do like, it well every well, every little pretty every, good job yeah, of explaining it because <laughs> Every little aspect of it has a million things that you've had to learn. I would imagine oh, if it's learn. any like it's like any other oh, type yeah. of hunt. Every little yeah. aspect of it has a lot of experience to decide like why I'm going to do this versus that. And That's right. That's right. That's right. It's yeah. It takes a lot of mistakes. That's for sure. But I mean the the fun part is is tracking the deer. To me, I mean yeah. once you shoot one, it's almost sad because yeah like, oh, <laughs> my season's over in this state at least <laughs> i'm going to the next but i have one particular state that is by far my favorite yeah and i don't rush to fill my tag in that state yeah and when i do it's kind of sad yeah <laughs> to yeah. be honest You're like it's a long fucking time till next exactly <laughs> exactly well it's like you know well most years this year bust our ass walk around i mean and it was like our sheep hunt this year was not by far not the hardest it was like kind mm-hmm. of a nice relief we walked quite a ways mm-hmm. like 40 miles finally you know get rams killed and feels great feels great it's awesome then you get back then you get back to town right <laughs> you're like shit exactly mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's almost just yeah yeah although all I got to say, the 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 redeeming thing of that is like we got we we're going moose. <laughs> it's time to get exactly. ready to go moose hunting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, 
there is that about up here too. It's like if a guy wants to hunt 365 days a year, he's got the time to do it. He can. Yeah. There's always something to open to hunt. Yeah, I'd be broke if I lived up here. (laughs) 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 Because if it's hunting season, I'm not working. Yeah, it's always hunting season. I don't care what's going on. I don't It's always fishing season, too. It never. There's no close to fishing season. Yeah, I don't even fish that much. And it's like that's a whole other world. You could go chasing, chasing down every day, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of different types of fish and yeah, fishing something I do because I like to eat them. I mean, I enjoy it somewhat, but yeah, I just like to eat them, so that's why like I go a fishing. gill net's better than a f- fly rod. <laughs> well, <laughs> where he's fishing, I, you can't fucking play that shit. No, it's not like subsistence fishing up here. <laughs> no, it's not. But yeah, that's basically how I feel about fishing. But I mean, bow hunting too. It's Something to, you know, occupy me until I get to to be able to track deer. Yeah. You know, and get a doe or, you know, something in the freezer, basically. Yeah. So. I, I used to like fishing. And I found that, the, like, the older I get and the more, like, more hunting took over my life, I like catching. And I don't like fishing. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. So it's like, I, yeah, I really, like, nights, like, you know, you get one of these nights where we're just catching big pike for hours uh-huh. every cast like so i like fishing then. Exactly. yeah like, exactly. your hands and arms are so sore you're just like <laughs> yeah. i can't even do this anymore right yeah and i but i do i say that but i do enjoy fishing on the ocean up in maine like i was doing last week actually yeah you know just being out there there's nobody out there the sun you know, the sunsets listening to the waves i mean you know, the tug of your line once in a while of a giant striper. And I do like that. I love that, yeah. actually. I mean, it's kind of more like a hunt. You know, you're kind of hunting, trying to find them, mm-hmm. basically. And when you do get one, it's, you know, it's it's big. Nice. So, but, yeah. It's been a long time since I caught a striper. Holy yeah? shit. Oh, yeah. I'll come up next summer. I should, yeah. Yeah. Put you a slimy eel on there. and Tough time of the friggin' year to leave here. Yeah. Summer. Holy shit. <laughs> well, September is for me, but I'm here. Yeah. So, so, so you're telling me that I got to get my ass back <laughs> there to go striper fishing That's with right. you? Your dad would love it, too. Yeah. If you came back. Yeah. I still call and ask him for advice. He tells me to use these damn lures. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll stick to my. I was looking for some different advice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was looking more like for a spot. <laughs> no, that was fun having your dad appear last year, man. He was. I was going back and forth with him yesterday, and he's just um, a little jealous. He's like, "Got to say, I'm a little jealous. I wish I was there with you guys right now. Mm-hmm. Now that he knows, like, what you know, well, how we're doing it and what's going on." Yeah. yeah, it uh and we're yeah, we're improving in improving the whole situation a little bit more each year. It's uh it's good. But yeah, it's <laughs> night, yeah, his last year we, I'm sure we told us in the story one night, middle of the fucking night. Mm. Hey, guys. I told Dave about that. There's something outside the tent. I heard I heard some growling outside the tent, so we fucking grab our guns and flashlights and go Tyler like and I do in our fucking underwear and rifles and flash <laughs> yeah. headlamps on, fucking searching around in the dark. It's like, oh, 
I think it was just Tyler snoring. <laughs> he's like, we're both outside. And he's like, Frank. And I was like, yeah. He's like, I think it was just Tyler snoring. You guys can come back in. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, back to bed. Right? Oh, man. Yeah. I nope. told Dave, I was like, you yell at Tyler and tell him to fuck, flip over, asshole. Shut <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> now, they gave me some earplugs. Hopefully, I'll be all set. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, I hope it's Tyler, not a grizzly bear, honestly. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got means to deal with them. Right. They, uh, which, it, yeah, it's funny. We basically got, like, zero to none chances of running into a grizzly bear. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it could always happen, whatever, you know, weird things happen, but you, you shoot them and deal with it, I right. guess. Um, yeah, we don't have those, so... It's yeah. not something I have to think about. Well, we don't have ticks up here, and right. I'm more worried about little no creepy snakes. crawlies yeah. and snakes and stuff than I am yeah. than I am grizzly bears. But uh, yeah, I actually have Lyme disease. From oh, better than like the not be able to eat meat, alpha oh, gal or whatever they call. Terrible. I know several people that have that. That'd be really bad. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, how long have you had Lyme disease? Oh, three years. I've had it for longer than that. I've had it for, I had it for a year before they caught it. Diagnosed, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you got bit by a tick, in, like logging in Vermont? Yeah, yeah, I've been bit numerous times by ticks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very real thing that people definitely want to be mindful of because it will change your life, for oh, sure. Dota, yeah. yeah. For sure. But... It's ibuprofen. <laughs> get you going. Get you through it. That's right. Get you through the stiffness. I don't know how my liver or kidneys are doing, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. We've had a couple. The other, like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night was that first year when that big bull that they had the gnarly fronts. Was, it's like, Tyler, 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 wake up, wake up. There's a bull. There's a bull raking right. Like, just sounded like he was like a hundred yards down the trail, just like someone raking a sheet of plywood. Uh-huh. Dead quiet night, like not a breath of wind. Cold, like in the high twenties. Yeah, you can just hear shit from like three miles away. It sounds right. like it's a hundred feet away from you. Yeah, but we had, I mean, we had pictures of that bull on our little trail camera we put put out, and mm-hmm. we were all jazzed up. We never saw him. <laughs> Which that's that's a funny thing. Like you hear, you we know, never see the picture, the moose that we get pictures of, but it's just enough to get you fucking wound up. Yeah, that's right. one that's coming could be that. Well, long. and they yeah. move, they move through so much. It's like bulls. We you know because we've when we've thought about this, it's like you know, well, oh, we'll call you know this bull we're, that's talking to us tonight. I'll help, or we called in this bull. We'll call him in in the morning. You're mm-hmm. not call him in in the morning. They're, no, they're moved gone. off. Yeah. And, a different one, so I mean, that might not be the case everywhere, but where we're at, mm-hmm. yeah, they seem to be moving on the constant. But it's enough to get you fired up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. There's not a whole. That's pretty exciting to hear bulls grunting and raking brush and shit. Yeah. It's just so cool. Then yeah, like I said, antlers pinging off the mm-hmm. timber, and you're like, man, we got it all like that bull, that first bull last year. It's like, he's got to be right there. He's got to be right. Oh, I, oh, I see an antler. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, my phone video that I thought I was hitting record, it's like one second long, but you can see his antlers, like, coming through the trees, and he was, that was a big bull. Yeah. Wouldn't mind. Seeing him? Seeing him. Right. 
like yeah. the same in the frying pan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hanging on, hanging on the meat pole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like moose meat. Good stuff. No, that's the truth. Yeah. We're going. Dave just got here yesterday, so last night. Mm-hmm. So tonight we're having. He's never had sheep, so he's gonna get mm. to sample doll sheep fresh, doll sheep backstrap, moose steak. Yeah. And sockeye salmon from nice. all in one sitting. That's, <laughs> nice. It's amazing. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, I'm bringing, yeah. I officially processed all my black bear meat out of the freezer. I'd given away about 100 pounds. Of, so when I, like, get a bear in the spring, usually, I mean, if it's out, like, remote, you know, quarter them up, whatever, mm-hmm. out there. But if it's, you know, my, I call my local my local spot, like where, you know, Jed shot, I hunted this year, Jed shot his bear there. I'll bring the bears, black bears out whole, just bring them, bring them to town. And then usually by the ride back, it's cool enough. I just leave them till the next morning Mm -hmm. to even put a knife to them and, uh, skin them, quarter them up and, uh, I'll just debone everything and throw it in gallon, like to where it'll fit in the grinder and throw it in gallon bags and freeze it. Mm Mm-hmm deal with it later because i'm pretty exhausted by that point absolutely and uh and we're not who are we kidding we're not talking about like top sirloin like beef beef steak moose steak type stuff so um he sampled some of the sage very good bear this morning for breakfast i wish we'd have had about three (laughs) times (laughs) well i'm gonna bring well i've got so accumulate some bear meat and you know, this spring, every spring, I'm like, I'm going to get all my bear meat smoked and just saw because it makes fantastic sausage. And uh, this spring, this year, I gave away about 100 pounds of it. And then the other night, day, I'm like, all right, I got to get all this stuff processed, cleaned out. I made, including the first 25 pound batch of breakfast sausage, 100 or two, 220 pounds of bear sausage. <laughs> I made a hundred, like 125 pounds oh of God. breakfast sausage and 90 pounds of, uh, of summer sausage. You better get eaten. Yeah. Well, yeah, it'll, it's, it's going to go cause that breakfast sausage is fucking good. It is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt there. That so, stuff is friggin' good. I'm going to bring like five pounds of that out to camp. Oh, you then, better bring 10. <laughs> you, you might need to bring more. Might yeah, need to bring more. I just yeah. bought four pounds of bacon this morning. So okay, well, we probably got room for more. So <laughs> I'll bring some. I'll bring. We'll have plenty of sausage, and I'll bring some summer sausage. Bring two boats or one? Two boats. Oh shit! Oh yeah, no question. More food. That's right. It may take two trips of us dragging stuff out there, but well, we got three of us. We got three of us. So we got. We got I'm a couple. Not carrying a single fucking thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing. We got people to set up the set up camp while making the run. The, the round trip That's shouldn't right. be too bad anymore. No. So yeah, yep, yeah. I refuse to pick anything up. <laughs> this is moose season. <laughs> yeah, my my lovely wife was pretty like miffed last night when she was digging through. Like she said, like she came in here and told you. Yeah, I was looking through all your junk food, you know, <laughs> what the hell is this beer? <laughs> I had like a 12 pack in this tote. Yeah. What, a 30 pack of it over here? <laughs> what are you guys doing out there? It's like, I take such good care of you around here and then you just go eat like that. Right. It's, it's moose camp. Oreo it's like cookies with fucking, 
Yeah. It's cold, like uh, cold beer and Oreos and some little miniature candy bars. <laughs> Get me through my day. <laughs> and like we've explained, like our day revolves around second breakfast. Mm-hmm. The big meal of the day. The big meal it's of about the day. 11 a.m. It's a showstopper. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you'd be like, maybe I don't need to go for a walk. I might need to take a nap. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, relaxing will be good. Yep. It's good for you. Yep, I'm not very good at it, so hopefully I can learn. No, you did. You did good. You brought books and yeah, yeah, lots of books. Yeah, last night we were talking about getting books. I was like, books. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of Black Sales. Yeah, <laughs> I'll need to make sure I download. I download the rest of those. Like, yeah, what well, we what Frank had never seen Escanaba in the Moonlight. That was a couple years ago. That was a couple wasn't years it? ago. Yeah, yeah. You ever seen that movie? Never even heard of it. Yeah, it's a. About deer hunting. Deer hunting. Kind deer, of. For a while, and then it turns it weird. It gets super weird, and you might <laughs> yeah. as well, like, shut it off, like, when as soon as it starts getting weird, because that kind of, then kind of, yeah. but the whole, like, first half of the movie is really funny. Mm. It's about, it's Upper Peninsula, Michigan, right? Just north. Right? <laughs> if you want to, if you want to go to yeah. heaven, it's north of the bridge. <laughs> yeah, north of the bridge. It's deer camp. It's all about deer camp, and yeah. it's fucking pretty funny. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, deer camp for us is, I made a trailer, bought a 7 by 12 trailer and insulated it, put big tires, and yeah. lift kit on it, and uh, an Empire heater. Nice. And a couple windows, bunks. That's what we use. That way it's mobile. Well, yeah, mobile. You just go where the tracks exactly. are, right? Well, Follow the snow. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did the tent for years. What kind of tent? A Lacknack. Never even heard of him. Is that Where like a they? Cabela's? Cabela's. Okay, oh, okay. so that's the, right same, that's the same kind of tent. I've got. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. It's, it's like, like a wall tent. It's in like an octagon type. Yeah. It's got a, you know, had a wood stove in it and stuff. Right on. But, I mean, you get a couple of feet of snow on it, rain, cold. I mean, Jesus. Well, and you're it's a miserable thing. You're set thing. up yeah. and take down, whereas yeah. that you can just throw all your shit down in there. On the and floor and go. Yeah. yeah. The only problem is, is those roads are logging roads and they turn to glare ice. Yeah. So you have to bring chains for your truck. Yeah. You know, to get in and out. Right on. But it's still 80 miles in a logging road. I mean, it's three three hours. Yeah. It's a long ways just to get. That's off the blacktop, away from any town. Yeah, basically. So, and one of the places I go, of course. No, it's mm. that's kind of like a yeah universal thing, man. Yeah, you get away from people, like even po- yeah. just pockets of places away from people. That's right. There's no difference with like what you're doing and what we're doing up here. Like you don't ask people where the sheep hunt. You don't ask no. people like, it's just like one of those, it's like an unwritten rule. And it's somebody that does, they're ignorant. They don't yeah. know they shouldn't be most of the time. Right. Um, Where'd you get it? Yeah. In, in the, the fucking In mountains. the front shoulder. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so I like, I don't even go back there and fucking hunt and he won't tell me where he goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> Be selling your fucking spots. If you tell me, right? <laughs> yeah, my own, my, nobody really knows. That's perfect. That's the way, and that's the I way mean, it should be. They might know a region, but they don't know where. Yeah, I mean, and that's the only well, way so, to go hunting and, and not learn the fucking hard way. Seeing people and I've learned the hard way. You talked. Yeah, yeah, 
and yeah. people or who, brought friends. Yeah. yeah, and then they got their friends the next time oh, you're yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. People it's are like, the same. Like they're notorious for yeah doing people things. Exactly, <laughs> and that and that's nothing new up here. Like I mean, I got to talk from from my uncle Jerry years ago. Years and years ago, like, don't you tell yeah, freaking soul where, you know, and like, you don't know oh, well, why, you know, it's like, he's like, as I've been through this and then next year there's, you know, this fishing hole spot, you know, the next year there's 10 guys with boats there and the next year there's 20, you know, and then yeah. it sucks for a while and then. Yeah. Till they ruin it. and Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. And it's and that's why we go through all these steps. It's not like you're. Be, it's not people. like you're trying to be an asshole no, to people. No, I mean, you're just like, hey, you know, like I, when you put in the work to find, yeah. or be, you know, whatever it is, when you like have a spot that's kind of special, it doesn't take too no. many people to kind of screw it up. No, I mean they have just as much right to be there as I do. It's just, but if they can, good luck. Be you know, peace. Be the journey. Go find. Go find your. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, if you can go find it. Exactly. Well, it's yeah. just it too. You go through all this time, and like you're saying, I go seven, eight days without seeing a single fucking deer. Like, yeah. It goes to. It's just the proof in the pudding that there, I mean, there's not room for twenty of us here. Not really. I mean, <clears throat> basically, if I see a hunter track, <laughs> I'm out of that spot. Just leave. I'm. Just, I don't even go back. No I shit. I don't want to hunt near anybody. Yep. I yeah, just, I just don't. I well, mean, I mean, I I was telling you earlier, like, all these fucking guys are carrying cameras around now, and it's like all about making money. Well, they're just fucking t- and they're blowing out spots like yeah. one right after fucking other to total strangers. Yeah, just everybody come one, come all, fucking <laughs> come here and get right up my ass and be in my way, and it's I yeah. mean, it happens, and it yeah. is it's for fucking money. Yeah, yeah. Well, Stroke my fucking ego. Well, I mean, <clears throat> with tracking or hunting anything, you want to hunt the animal in their natural habitat, you know, their natural behavior. Mm-hmm. And people... Alter that. They alter that. Yeah. Which totally changes, you know, I mean, if you hunt in an area of whitetails that there's, you know, hunting pressure, they just don't move during the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just so skittish. They just they'll they'll hide or bed down or, I mean, everybody has their own opinion, I guess. But, oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. Or if they get bumped, they'll run for miles and miles because they've been chased before by people. You yeah. know, so you try to find areas. At least I do. That that hasn't happened. Do you end up ever? Like you've, so you've followed a deer and it ran off and you couldn't find it and you're on to another track and you get a deer and season ends. Do you ever fu- go back to areas where you're like, I know that that deer is going to be this time of year in that, this area and get on a deer that you've already followed in the past? Oh yeah. 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 The story I was telling you about the one my son shot, um, the season before last, um, we, we'd, uh, hunted that deer the previous season, I actually saw it and I didn't shoot it um, on bare ground. It was really warm. It was the first week of the season. It was probably 70 degrees and I just didn't shoot the deer. Because it, you think it was too warm or? Yeah, I didn't want to go home. Yep. Hunter wasn't there yet. Um, All right. And to be honest too, the deer was running away from me and the rack was narrow. 
But when he turned sideways, I was like, oh, shit. Should have shot. <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, but he tracked that deer numerous times the season before. No shit. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of history with that buck. Huh, I mean, it was a, you know, a kind of a tear jerking. Yeah. I have a video of it. I can show you guys after this of us walking up to it, mm-hmm. of, to that buck. Um, but that was a, that was a great day. I mean, I had, already, I had already filled my tag and I was just, you know, walking with him, um, and, uh, you know, showing him some pointers, but I mean, I'm to the point now where he's, he's going to be a far better deer hunter than I ever will be Yeah, because he started earlier. He had somebody to show him, Yeah, you know, Yeah, and he's taller and has longer legs. Long legs. <laughs> he's got all sort of good shit going oh, yeah. for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the kid has drive. I mean, the kid has more drive than anybody I've ever hunted with. There's no quit. There's none. Right on. It just never... You know how everybody's gung-ho at the beginning of the season, and then, you know, mid-late season, they're like, Whew, you know? There's none of that. With either one of us, the first day is... The same as the last. Yeah. Yeah. Every day is, you just go, you know, no matter how tired. But, yeah, so to answer your question, yes, a lot. A lot of times you're following a deer. Yeah. Like, even if it's the next year, multiple mm-hmm. times in a season yeah. or oh, yeah. year to year. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> For sure. That's no joke either, that deer. We'll show you some pictures here afterwards. It's, holy shit. Massive deer. Yeah, huge yes. body like yeah. unbelievable big deer that picture is hanging and then you two standing there i'm like when you first sent me that picture <laughs> i was like what the fuck is up with this thing yeah. look at the size of this thing yeah it's a big deer just huge yeah. <clears throat> he was a swamp buck he loved the swamps he was a hard one to get yeah yeah it was the grunt calls what got him really yeah huh yeah i mean it was We'd track that deer the day before also in that area. We went back there the following day. He did the whole run around thing, chasing does and whatnot, and lost his track for a while. And I said, I think that track we saw back a half a mile going the other way was him coming back. Getting he's, back on his own tracks, yeah. going, but going the other direction. Yeah, a bunch of other deer had walked in his track coming back. And we'd seen a track coming off that, you know, off this deer trail going the other way. So I said, I think he went back that way. So we ended up going up in there. We ended up jumping him out of his bed. Let him go. He bedded again. And we didn't catch up to him. He bedded again. And it was getting really late in the day at this time. We'd gone four, we tracked, we tracked that deer on Onyx 14.4 miles that day. Jeez, holy <laughs> shit. And uh, he uh, got into this old cut. It was getting really late. We were two miles in the woods, which in that area, it's a long ways. Yeah. I mean, that's a GPS. Two, two point, miles, yeah. 2.2 mile GPS walk back to the truck. And it's four o'clock. It gets dark at 4.30. Yeah. I'm like, we really might want to think about turning around. And I could see the disappointment on his face because we were really close to the deer at this point. He went into this old, old clear cut that had grown up. is probably five or six years old. 
He bedded down. He stood up. He hammered this giant tree with his horns. I mean, just I have a picture of that too. I can show you. And uh, I'm like, man, he's fired up. This deer's pissed, you know. So I was like, I'm gonna hit the grunt call, and uh, and walk. We'll walk slow, and I'll keep hitting the grunt call. And <clears throat> we went a little ways further. And it's getting pretty damn dark. And I look to my left, and that deer's standing there like a statue, <laughs> 30 yards, staring oh, at me. <laughs> and I had no gun, of course. And so I said, Hunter, Hunter, there's a deer right there. And he looked to his left and saw the deer, and it took off running. He made a great running shot and nice. ended up getting the deer. But, yeah, I mean, that was one of those days that it's just it's priceless. Yeah. 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 I mean... He shot his first 200-pound buck right in front of me. We were together. I mean, we tracked the deer the day before, the season before, numerous times. And we ended up getting it. He was a hard one to get because he stayed right in that swamp. Hmm. It's so thick in there. Just so thick. How much did that deer weigh? 224. So that was a, it was a good one. Big, thick, you know. Nice. Really yeah. heavy, heavy rack. So, yeah, yeah, this one of those days is the reason, you know, the reason you hunt. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it was. But, yeah, he's the best hunting partner anybody could ever really ask for, for sure. What else do you want to know? Everything. All your spots. There's <laughs> yeah. that. There's the deer that he's talking about Holy right now. Holy shit. Isn't that ridiculous? That is a big deer. Just a massive freaking white-tailed deer. It's like ridiculous how oh, big it is. It almost seems man. like unreal that thing is so yeah. big. He is quite a bit taller than you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look how oh, the deer's a deer in there. <laughs> yeah. well, look how tired and old I look in that picture. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do anything for three days. Oh, man. After dragging that thing oh, out. Oh, God. Wrecked because you. he wanted to take it out that night. Oh, no shit. He's like, Dad, I want to get this deer out of here tonight. And I'm like, uh. Man, the palmation on those main beams is nasty. I was like, ah, I don't know, Hunter. I'm pretty tired. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I just want to get him out tonight, Dad. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what. I'll come with you. (laughs) 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 You're doing most of the work. (laughs) And he did. Thankfully, there was an old, there was an old um, winter logging road in there that they used years and years before, and that's what we were able to drag the deer out on. We didn't get out of the woods until almost ten that night, and we'd gone in at you know six thirty. In the yeah, morning. long day, I mean, <laughs> long day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dragging at the end of what falling him for fourteen miles. Yeah. yeah, no shit, huh? Yeah, there's another one that I shot. Actually, in Vermont, that one was 221, and uh, I got on his track at 6.30 that morning, and I tracked him down to the biggest hellhole you could ever imagine. He crossed a brook, crossed it again. Um, I ended up catching up with him. He was coming out of a little thicket as I was going into it, and he didn't think I could see him. Oh, man. Yeah. Bad he stand- mistake he was made. standing in the brush, and I said, pow, and I shot him. Didn't hit him great. He ran back down across the brook, ended up finally catching up to him about 2.30 in the afternoon. And this is a place that is just terrible to 
get out of uphill both ways across the brook cross alders all kinds of stuff i actually ended up getting out of the woods at 1 30 in the morning mm-hmm. and i almost left him and i saw some guys up on the road and they're like oh you better not leave him down in there at night there's ki- a lot of coyotes in there and i was like yeah they got me thinking no shit some guys said said we're just yeah. like I've just never had a problem saying something. You're yeah. like, "Fuck it, I'm getting him." Yeah, I'm coming with me. Yeah, I always just put a shirt over him if I do have to leave him, which I haven't often, but I have. You know, put a shirt over him, take a leak around him, whatever, mm-hmm. and they're usually fine. But it ended up, like, I got almost to the deer, and usually bear are hibernated that time yeah. of year. Well, there was a bear following my tracks, huh. and he got just about to the deer, and I think I caught up to the to the bear and he took off running but he was headed to the deer to the deer no shit because i walked out of course when you shoot a deer in these places you don't just aimlessly walk out of the woods the fat you know you try to find a good path yeah to get him out yeah so he was following my tracks out of there of course i you know they had blood on my pant legs and just right. i smelled like you know yeah so I was walking in the way that I walked out because it was the best way. But uh, so it's probably a good thing I did go get that deer. No, I never really thought of a bear. The, <laughs> right. The first moose I killed with a bow was by myself, and it died like with its head underwater, like its nose underwater, basically hanging off this bank into the creek. Had to tie it. It took me till like one o'clock in the morning to mm-hmm. cut the thing up and. I had to take all the meat off one side yeah. so I could flip it over because it was upside down. Couldn't gut it. I just yeah. had to start taking it apart and yeah. kept everything real clean. And I thought I heard thought I heard a couple like snaps back in the woods. And I mean, what was I going to do about it? I was right. standing in my chest waders. I had to like stand in the well, right. creek basically at that point. My yeah. boat was downstream a little ways. But uh, yeah, by the time I got, I got up at first light and went over there to bear. It was, I think it was a black bear. Mm-hmm. Nothing was buried, but it, all the game bags are ripped up, quarters are drug around in the mud, right. and we didn't end up. We basically just left it and then trimmed all of it off mm-hmm. once it hardened up and crusted up. Didn't really lose anything, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah, yeah, it's not something you usually think about there. And it's usually not an issue here either. Yeah, yeah, but uh. Yeah, I went back one year. I don't know. This is years ago, but we went down to Maryland to go bow hunting mm-hmm. late season, and Tommy shot a deer. Nice, nice buck. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I don't know if the shot was real good." I was like, "Let's go get a sandwich." It was right before dark, you know. So, and it was late in the year, so it was dark early. And I was like, well, "Let's just go get a sandwich, and then we'll come right back, and we'll go, you know, give it half an hour or whatever." So we mm-hmm. did. We came back. We were gone for half an hour. We came back, that deer ran 30 yards and was dead. Mm-hmm. The whole fucking asshole was gone out of it. Huge chunks of its hindquarters were already gone, and it was fox. Hmm. And they just fucking tore into that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, instantly. In half an hour, they had, like, the hams yeah. on the back backs of the leg gone. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy shit. You, there's no way you could leave a deer set overnight. Well, you hear about guys leaving deer like set that. overnight in coy- you know, areas with coyotes and just t- coming back to a spinal column yeah. the next yeah, day. I don't, yeah. yeah. Usually if, 
you know, if you found the deer, if you recovered the deer and you've gutted it and your scent's around it and mm-hmm. whatnot, they right. won't bother. Or you throw a shirt on it like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. But if you make a bad shot and you decide to go back in the morning, you know, yeah. it's a good chance it's gone. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Especially in New Hampshire. There's a lot of coyotes in New Hampshire. It's sure. Is there a lot in Vermont now too? Yeah. I can remember as a kid, it'd be so rare to see a coyote There's see a lot him, like, or hear them or see them either. Yeah. And they pretty much just, I mean, there used to be a lot of hound hunting. I won't get into that, but they've pretty much put a kibosh to that, the state has. To hound hunting coyotes? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Can you do it at all? No, not really. Huh. What? And what's the reason? Well... Because they're crossing posted property, you know, private oh, property. Oh, no the shit. Dog, the dogs are. Yeah. Things like that. Huh. Is what caused it. Wow. Yeah. Now they'll be coming after the bear houndsmen as well. Uh, of course. They're already starting to. Yeah. So. My mom said, I was talking to them yesterday. She was like, oh, somebody was, I heard the hounds this morning. Right up. They must have yeah. picked one up right behind. Jack said, a couple days ago, I seen somebody drive by and dogs just started fucking yeah. barking when they came by the house because yeah. they see bears a lot, you know, around yeah. their parents' house. and Probably Damon. Then she was, it wouldn't have been because he would have stopped and talked to him and shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, my mom was like, oh yeah, somebody was running bears. One of these bears. She's yeah. like, good riddance. Get them things out of my yard. <laughs> Run them out of here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what people don't understand is the bond between, you know, houndsmen and their dogs. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it, it's a tradition. It's a way of life. It's not about killing things. A lot of those guys don't even kill the bears. No, they, they just don't. just run them and tree them and say, later, exactly. let's go get another one. They respect bear more than anybody. Yeah. Well, and it's like the most selective way of, when you're going to kill them, you yeah. kill, make sure you're killing the exact yeah. one you want. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's important you know, to give them a healthy fear. Yeah. You know, of humans. Yeah. I mean, it's better for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not coming in your yard, so they're not getting shot. You know, I mean, to me, I mean, it's oh, it's, it's a touchy yeah. subject. No, I, yeah, yeah, for sure. For everybody, you know, yeah. it's very controversial. It's just, but to me, I, you know, I mean, people that have never been around it or been exposed to it, houndsmen are, they just are, you know, there's no better hunting partner than a, than a dog. I mean, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. They're just loyal. They're always ready to go. They'll follow you through thick and thin and people just don't understand. But And they want to do it. <laughs> like that's. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's their. Michael, yeah. I mean, Michael Tracy's has had, had cat hounds. Mm-hmm. For a long time. Mm-hmm. Remember when I was a kid, him coming down to Colorado and running lions and. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, well, time yeah. to go moose hunting, I guess. Yeah. Tomorrow morning. You don't have any other questions. How many moose do you take it apart? <laughs> Probably a few, huh? Probably zero. Zero? <laughs> <laughs> None, huh? No. You've you've been on yeah. a moose hunt though before, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, we've gotten moose, but we took the whole thing out, right? So we could weigh it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs>
Don't yeah. touch that boot. <laughs> That's right. Depending on where you're at, a skitter. I've seen dudes with them yeah. like propped on the back of a four-wheeler. Even, That's what we got it out with. Horses seem to be the fucking cl- ticket. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, we used a four-wheeler both times, but... Yeah. Yeah. And it worked pretty yeah. good. Yeah, you just put two guys on the front. And as long as you get the you know, the head off the ground, Yeah, it will do it. No and shit. And you put a couple guys on the front so it's not doing a wheelie. But And we all... Well, we had also had a chainsaw winch to get it out of, like... Where it was yeah, to start to a, with. to a trail gotcha. of some sorts. So an old skid trail is what it was. And uh, I know a Suzuki King Quad 750 will yank one out of a hell of a hole in the ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hole with fucking guts in it and everything. Yeah. yeah. That one that I shot a couple yeah, years yeah. ago was in a shithole, like in the wall. Like, it was shitty. Bad yeah. situation. But fucking quad. Man, I was like, wow, that's mm-hmm. impressive. Holy yeah. shit. Those chainsaw winches are impressive, too. Yeah, well, you know, the shitty thing is all the burnt, like, there's not good anchorage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, like, where we drop them. But, yeah, it's, it hasn't there been is. a we big make issue. It. I mean, we, we make it work. And we do. We gut them and then pull them away from the gut pile. Mm-hmm. Just, like, a few and, a few feet at least. Yeah. yeah. Just so you're not, like, wading through fucking guts and intestines and shit the whole time you're mm-hmm. ripping them apart. Mm-hmm. And then you get some tarps laid out and you start pulling them apart. And, I mean, it we can do it. Quick, we can yeah. do it pretty. We had it, like... I don't know, less than two hours yeah. in the fucking dark with headlamps. Mm-hmm. We can, I mean, the two of us can take a moose apart and get yep. it quartered and get it into a canoe to drag. Yep. <clears throat> I'm not saying I can't. No, I mean. I'm saying I no. haven't. Right. Will, deer I have. It's we'll just direct. deer. <laughs> right. It's just, it is. It's exactly <laughs> right. It's the exact same damn thing. Yeah. 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 Just no, no difference. Just a gigantic deer. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood, we'll yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we'll we come to it. I hate, like I said earlier, I hate counting my moose before they hatch. It's right? freaking shitty. <laughs> yeah, bad bad way to approach a situation because I yeah. know I've been bit before. You start talking recently, like you, you know what you're fucking doing, and next thing you know, nothing works out for you. Right, and it's not like we don't see. You know, we didn't see moose last year. It just, it just didn't work. Nothing. Out. It never fucking lined up. Happens a lot. Yep, it does. It's hunting. There's a lot more. Stuff that goes wrong than there is stuff that goes right, it seems like. And mm-hmm. it's like if you take that stuff and you learn from your what, ha- you know, yeah. things that happen, then, yep, it's hunting. It sure is. It's not called killing. It wouldn't even be fun if it was easy. No, fuck no. That's one of the reasons I love it. Yeah. It's hard. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's probably why I like logging. I mean, I've done other things for short periods of time, like between, you know, seasons so to speak mm-hmm. it's like god damn this is boring <laughs> <laughs> well especially i mean for a guy that like loves to hunt as much as you do mm-hmm. the rest of your year you're in the woods yeah as well oh yeah which, that can't hurt at all either every day yeah. yeah every single day i mean i live in the woods i work in the woods yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. that's something i could always remember that was a big part of this where i grew up in the store in wheelock was mm-hmm. like my dad catered to a lot of loggers. Right. And I always loved that when loggers would come in. They just smelled like the woods. Yeah. All the time, you yeah. know? Softwood especially. I would be yeah. like... Fur, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shitty part is I don't even smell it anymore. No, I just so yeah. used to it. It's yeah. like farmers that, you know, you knew when the farmers came in. Right. Too, yeah. Smell <laughs> like fucking manure and silage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they don't even have any idea. No idea. Yeah. yeah. You don't smell that much anymore in Vermont. 
Oh, really? Not really. There aren't many farms left, unfortunately. No shit. No. Simpsons are still farm, I'm sure. They are. Ryan's yeah, Ryan. got... Yeah? Yep. Is he running all the farms? Or is there no. still three farms? There's three, but he runs two of the three. He owns two of the three. He owns two of the three. Yeah. Right on. But it's... They're more factory farms now. Like, they're either really big mm-hmm. or really small. Okay. You know, like with no, really not many employees or no employees or really big, you know, where they hire out their cropping. Yeah. Like they don't even do their own cropping anymore. The cows don't really even go out to pasture anymore. They just sit in a freestyle and eat and get milked. Yeah. Kind of like a factory job really at this point. I ain't seen Ryan in probably since I graduated from high school. No. But almost every time I come back, I either, for I don't know why... I see either Jake mm-hmm. or Craig. Yeah. Last time I was back, I ran into Craig. Yeah. They're they're really good people. Yeah. No shit. For sure. 100%. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of good people around. I mean, definitely had a lot of people move in, unfortunately. but Not good people. Not the kind of people different. you'd like to see. They're, <laughs> they're different. different. They're You're different. too fucking nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well. They're the kind of people that make it so that there's to. no more fucking houndsmen running coyotes. That's right. Is what it, I mean, That's you right. want to cut right to the fucking chase. Is, that is the reason the why. Reason. It is the reason. It's the reason why the land is posted to start with. Yeah. And then they're the ones that are causing a stink when somebody's yeah. dog runs through their fucking posted land. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> you know, when we were kids, nobody posted their land. Fuck no. Nobody. And if you did, you were like considered a real asshole. Yeah. And now it's kind of the thing to do, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. That's just, I don't yeah, know, you just, not much you can do about it. Oh, I was just going to say, you just take the licks and roll yeah, with it and just adapt. Find another place to yeah. go and I just do adapted. Yeah. That's why I don't really hunt Vermont anymore, is because of that. Actually. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. New Hampshire's just as bad. Really? Oh, it's probably worse. Huh. But they have, a, you know, hundreds of thousands of acres of national forest land. It's all open to hunting, thankfully. So Vermont doesn't have that. Um, right. Not near not near enough anyways. I mean, there's a, the Green Mountains, but... Um, and, of course, there's the northeast corner that's, you know, a bunch of government land and paper company land that's still open, but... What about... So there's places in Vermont that are gores. And is that, yeah. like, I don't, re- I know there's a few of them, like Avery's Gore I can think of is one of them. Mm-hmm. And then, and is that like when they surveyed and made, uh, whether it be counties or townships or whatever, is that like land that was like weird voids in between those cuts? Like what made those? They're just unorganized townships. That's all it is? That's it's just an unorganized are. township? Yeah, that's all they are. Huh. There's a few left up in the northeast corner yeah thankfully for now but the government did buy the silvio conte i think they have like 25 or twenty-six thousand acres up there and what's it where's that it's in uh well bloomfield area lewis so but yeah they don't do really any logging of any kind on it so it's not really great for wildlife. It's right just on. basically blowdowns. Is there yeah. gores 
anywhere else, like unorganized townships like that, like in New Hampshire or Maine oh, yeah. or New York or there is in all those states in the Northeast. There's there's yeah. spots like that. Yeah. Okay. Especially Maine. Oh really? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, probably half the state is unorganized township. <clears throat> Pretty damn close. Maybe not half, but a, a lot. So, hopefully, it doesn't come to an end. I mean, because Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, and I think Massachusetts as well, if it's not posted, you don't need permission. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like out west, you have to have permission, correct? Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not up on the western thing, but it, yeah, um, there, if there's no signs, you can go. So, that's the way it's always been, and I hope it stays that way. Yeah. Well, and here's kind of inter- interesting I think technically, don't quote me on this. Right. Like, I know in order to like, pro like to prosecute someone for trespassing, mm-hmm. you have to have it. Po- you have to have your land posted in a certain way with yeah. a certain information. Yeah. Not to say you're not trespassing, or you might get told to screw off. Right. You know, they can ask you to leave at um, any time, regardless. You know, and there's but there's uh. You know, there like there's a lot of native lands up here that, mm-hmm. and I think they do have them posted, or they're supposed to have them posted if they you don't want you. I mean, you kind of gotta you gotta know like where you're at and right and whatnot. But there like there's one there's someone we know you know their moose hunting spot apparently you know across like they got across like a really thin strip like quarter mile of of private land mm-hmm. that has never been an issue, and then now posted mm-hmm. so it's like because they want it for themselves mostly or or they just something you say, know or no they just don't want like, people going across it so mm-hmm. the wrong people is across their is, land yeah. and fucking trash and left garbage and yeah. were fucking not respectful is what yeah. happened yeah and That's then it just what burns it for everybody else yeah. that was that were respectful people towards mm-hmm. the, to the land mm-hmm. um and there's it's long and narrow and there is no way around it <laughs> it take you a fucking year to get around it that's sad yeah unfortunate yeah 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 there's nothing i hate seeing more than garbage in the woods or anything left it's (laughs) no i do not like that that's for sure i don't either but when i'm back there and i'm walking through woods and i find an old cellar hole with all sort of bottles and all sort of cool shit i'm always like fuck this is super cool yeah but you know what i'm talking i about. know exactly what yeah. you're talking about but that's a fucking garbage <laughs> like pile too it's cans. just an old garbage <laughs> yeah. pile right i found so many up by our camp so many piles with old beer can like rip top budweiser and shit with old oil cans from like old logging yeah. operations and shit and it's yeah. like i'm always just like intrigued with this shit like right. next thing you know you search around you're like holy fuck there's a car here with three trees growing through it and yeah just yeah. You're like, holy smokes, this was like, shit was happening here at one point in time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's hard to imagine. It really is. Yeah. I found old, a lot of old cars out in the woods with, it's like, how the how hell did, did this get, get out here? Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. That that fucking that sick truck. truck. <laughs> Six wheel truck that we fucking found last year. I was like, wow, we are a long fucking ways away from anything. This is a big <laughs> ass truck. How the hell did this thing get <laughs> here? And it's been here for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start looking around, and you're like, somebody fucking drove this thing here. How in the hell did they drive this here? Mm-hmm. 
I can barely walk through this country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, so should be regardless, it'll be a great great time. Yeah. Absolutely. No, can't wait to hear that first that first faint whoa. Right. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I won't sleep well tonight. <laughs> Right. I'm so excited. Like I've cut the last couple nights I've been like waking up at like four thirty in the morning. I'm like wide awake. I'm like, oh man, we're going in just a couple of days. I'm mm-hmm. fucking excited. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's how I am before deer season. Yeah. All the time still. Never fades. I think it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an addiction. It it's, sure is. Yeah. So much fun. It is. Yep. I built my life around it. Good or bad. Good. Kept me out of trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good for sure. Yeah. And fed. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the most important thing. Mm. All right. Well, sp- speaking of getting fed. Yeah. That's going to be. Uh, yeah. Let's wrap her up. Time is so it? Five o'clock. Five o'clock. All right. Well, if you uh, enjoy Tundra Talk, appreciate it. Leave your, if you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on, if you have comments or questions you can email podcast at thundertalkak.com thanks